打打打打打我！打人。Welcome finally to episode one ten of TyGames.net podcast. Yes, last week we did not have one because we are better than all of you and we had lives. So, um, but this week we don't have lives. Weekend we don't have lives, except Tony does because he's not here with us today. Uh, but we do have the lifeless Alfred. Finally, finally, <laughs> and your host Austin Chupon, sir. Uh, I'm Ty. With an E. Sire? No, no. S-E-R. Sir. Oh, sir. What the hell's that from? Tactics. Oh, they don't tell me they spell it that way. Oh, yeah. They, oh, God. They do everything in that, like, pseudo-medieval fashion. But I thought it was S-I-R in the medieval time. I don't know. I, I'm not well, a LARP. It's, it's, it's also all English accented up. Yeah. All cockney. Well, I'm, not, uh, I'm not LARPing, so I don't know. <laughs> uh... Yes, uh, we have a short agenda today because we actually do have lives after this. Um, and as usual, we will start with what we've been playing. Tony, oh yeah, that's right, he's not here. Al! Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Playing Final Fantasy IV. Oh, finally. And yes. Yeah, good game, of course. Uh, I am currently at... That game sucks. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it sucks so bad that I'm... <laughs> <laughs> that I am now at 13 hour mark. I'm just opened the way to the underground. Mm -hmm. And I didn't actually go in it yet because I was fighting Barbaricia and she murdered Rosa. I, I couldn't res her before I owned her with Yang. So um, she didn't get any XP for that battle. Oh, so you didn't start over? No, nah, I didn't feel like I because I died yeah. on her the last oh, okay. time. And it was because I was I was playing at work, and I forgot to save after the Maga Sisters. Oh, so I had no. to fight the Maga Sisters over again. Although you know they're a piece of cake, so yeah. like you know how to fight them. And so then this second time, because I I didn't expect Barbarisha to be so hard, and uh, after I beat them the first time, I went straight to her, and you know did the whole sequence, Tella died, and all the crap, blah blah. Oh and, my God! Spoilers! Man. Oh my God! If you haven't played this game yet, you're a fucking loser. Actually, I think I I'm willing or to bet young. a lot of today. To yeah, or young. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm willing to bet that a lot of today haven't, but, like, too bad. They should have. Okay, go yeah. ahead. Um, so then she started, like, countering with lightning, and that lightning would kill half the people in the party. And I only had, like, three Phoenix Downs. So I oh, ran out shit. of them. And <laughs> then I got to the situation where... Um, I only had Cecil, and the bitch turned into a whirlwind. Oh. So I couldn't do anything, and I just decided to self-destruct with a bomb core. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm not waiting for you to kill me. You're slowed. So I killed myself, and then I started over. Beat the Maggot Sisters, then I saved, and then I saw the sequence until die again, and um, then I fought Barbaricia and, like, fucking whooped her ass. Although, she did kind of scare me for a second with that first lightning, second lightning, and 
she killed Rosa with one of them, and I didn't feel like resing her because I didn't feel like using a phoenix down, coordinating a phoenix down with a heal because you know how they like to hit the person who you just phoenix down? Yeah. So um, I just beat her that way, and I'll, like, level up on some, some things. You could always do the, um... Oh, you know what I did? I went to the continent with the Tower of Babylon it. Yeah, um, that's what I was thinking of doing, but I didn't know if the monster was going to be too hard. They will be pretty hard, but like the first couple of fights, you're going to get a big sum sum of, of of XP. So if you can manage to, if you can manage to, um, you know, pull off a couple of battles, at least it'll give you a, a small head start. They they have the the stupid fire dogs that are that oh. I'm sure you've experienced. Yeah, so you know how hard the they can dogs. be. But I think at this point, it's worth, you know, kind of the risk. Because so. I was thinking about just going back to the Lodestone Cave and uh, fooling around there, fighting ogres and stuff. Or that, too. Then again, Lodestone Caves, well, Lodestone Cave theoretically should not have the magnetic field on it. No, it won't. It won't. Oh, okay. No. So I don't know if I've tried that or something. Um, because I've... Unless I get to play it at home, which is rare, um, I'm not gonna have complete focus on it. On the toilet. Uh, no, I can't even play games on the toilet anymore. I have, <laughs> on the toilet. I have turlet. to be in. You gotta go in and go out. Can't play shit. Toilet. Um, I can't play shit anyway. Um. I played some Team Fortress. Um, I need for to about grief with you. By the way. Point seven hours. And that was pretty fun. And I think that's it. I, I I've been at work like every single goddamn day, and I haven't been able to play anything. It sucks a lot. Oh, so, I also I started Xeno Gears. Oh And boy. I played that for about an hour. And so you it, got sixty nine more to go. Yeah, and for some reason I um I don't remember the game starting like this. Uh, I really don't. What like him in him being a kid in the town and everything. Yeah, I don't remember that. I remember, I mean, maybe I played it, the first time I played it, I had um, played further ahead and, you know, gotten further ahead before I stopped. Mm -hmm. But I remember I was in some, like, city with white walls and stuff. Uh, like, white buildings. Was it in the desert? Maybe, I don't fucking know. I, all I remember is that white city. Did it look... Did it did it look uh, technologically advanced in any way, or is it just had white buildings? I think it did. I don't remember. Yeah, I, I have to start playing it, and I'll go. Oh I yeah, I think yeah, you're this talking about the end of the disc. <laughs> it can't be because <laughs> how could I have played the end of the disc? I don't know. That's why I'm wondering. <laughs> I don't know. I'll, I'll let you know in the future when I get it's like, there. I started Final Fantasy IV, but I don't remember it starting like this. When I started, I, I was on the moon. What? <laughs> What? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, you gotta be like, what? 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 Whip. Cool whip. What? Cool whip. Cool whip. What about you? Because I'm not playing shit. Well, what? I've been playing. No. Uh, I actually took it easy from games this past week. Um, on Saturday after, after my GMATs, after which we were supposed to record, but things happened and I was too grumpy to record because I did. Poorly on my, relatively poorly on my GMATs, which I'm pissed about. Uh, I did worse than I did last time. My aim was to get 10 points higher, and that's all I needed, and I got 10 points lower. Oh, crap. <laughs> so it's like, whoops. Um, I marathoned through uh, Tenchu Shadow Assault, 
which I'm playing for review uh, on GameSpot, and it's basically uh, you played it with me because you helped me with the multiplayer. But for those out there who are listening, um, it's ba- it's basically a dead online space. I tried on th- Thursday and yesterday for like half an hour each just to get an XBLA game going, and it was like cannot find room, cannot find room, cannot find mm-hmm. room, cannot <laughs> find room, and that's how often I was hitting A. I was doing something else. I had my controller on me, and I just kept on hitting A while I was doing something else. And it was like, no room, no room, no room, no room, no room. So it's a dead game. But um, as far as how it works, uh, the, the single player and the multiplayer, are, are they have the same mechanics but are vastly different. Uh, the single player is basically a weird mix of Deception plus Bomberman plus Tenchu. So, <laughs> like... You have to sneak around the enemies to do what you need to do, and to do so, you can kind of see their field of vision directly on the playing field, not just in a radar, but directly on the field. And it's all grid-based, so you know exactly where they can see and exactly where you need to be in order to hide from them, which is kind of stupid because you could be one square in front of an enemy that has, has only a one square line of vision, and like you'll be standing right in front of him. He can't see you because you're it's not... dark. Yeah, you're not in his yellow field of vision, so... But anyway, it's it in that way it's less stealth and more kind of like puzzly, I guess. And then, uh, you you have a, a, a available traps at your disposal, like they they just kind of spawn in. And the most common way of defeating your enemies in this game is to lay this springboard trap. When they step on the springboard, it'll send them flying in a in a certain direction. It looks kind of <laughs> comical. It's more like a cartoon and less like Tenchu, which is kind of off-putting at first. People are like, I want to play Tenchu. I don't want to play this nursery school game. Blah, 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 blah. But it's actually pretty mm-hmm. funny. Um, and so, in addition, there are, there are these lines of spiked pits across the level. And so, what you need to do is kind of line up these spring traps so that you can pinball a guy uh, across all these you know, spikes to kill them. Uh now there there are three different there are usually three different methods of beating a level not methods I'm sorry there are three different goals. Um, some levels have you just reaching from reaching from point A to point Z and that's just avoiding enemies and that's fine. Those are really way too simple because sometimes you know as long as you have an, a, a, a way around a guy they could see you and just give chase but you'll be able to outrun them. Mm. Unless you're the old fat guy that I played a multiplayer yesterday who can't move like two miles an hour. Um, <sighs> I'm old. So then, I don't know where that came from. But um, then the other ones are defeat all enemies on the stage, which, you know, you can basically just lay traps and, like, just individually hit them. And then the, the, most, uh, the most taxing one where you actually have to lay traps like in a good order so that you can defeat an enemy in in the least amount with the least amount of um time between attacks is mm-hmm. like assassinate somebody and they'll have like 120 hit points or or 200 hit points whereas regular enemies have 30 so you have to like <clears throat> like for example let's say there's like two lines of traps go- going horizontally across the stage i mean two lines of spike pits you can like you can uh, uh, set a trap to set a spring trap to send him flying across the first bed of spikes into another spring trap, into another spring trap that sets him flying across the other bed of spikes. So, like when when all is when all is said and done, you, you can just like you just set your trap and you just lie in wait, 
and then the guys, mm-hmm. you know, they, they all move pokey and slow. But, like, when they finally hit the trap, it goes boing, 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 and they go across the spikes and they die. So it's it's a little bit of trial and error, a little bit of just observing patterns. Um, and I say it's only a little bit of trial and error because if you sit and watch, like, you'll you'll uh, it's like Mega Man 9. You'll understand what you need to do if you just take the time to look. Right. Um, and even though it's timed, like, usually these assassinations are three minutes so you have a little bit of time to observe, and so you don't need to necessarily worry about that. Um, and then the multiplayer has the same mechanics, but it's a free-for-all. And so uh, we were playing, and mm-hmm. like when you set a trap, uh, and traps can comprise of like landmines, like ninja landmines, so they're not really mines, but whatever. Like ninja landmines. Yeah, they blow up with fire. Ninja landmines, um, those springboard traps, and then like poison, poison rice. Poison rice that like leaves you kind of dizzy. Um, oh, and also trap doors that when you step on them send you to a predetermined location on the map. So you could basically set a spring a springboard trap on a trap on that trap door on that trap door uh, location. Yeah, exit. Yeah, on the exit. Sorry, and then you can set a trap door somewhere else. So they step on it and into the springboard, and and then it you know sends them flying. Combo, <clears throat> combo. Yeah, and that's the whole conceit of the game: setting out combos. And in multiplayer, it's really hard to pull off because you know people can see what the hell you're doing, and they're running, and, and you're everyone's just running around trying to grab everything. So it becomes more like Bomberman and less like Deception, less like a trap setting game, and it becomes a little bit frantic and haphazard, but not frantic enough in the sense that like it just feels confusing. Um, and fake traps spawn in, and by that I mean, like, the game, like, when you set a trap, it leaves this little gray yin-yang symbol on the ground, so you don't exactly know what the trap is, but you know a trap is there. And so while you're playing a multiplayer game, throughout the match, the game will spawn in, like, fake yin-yang symbols on the ground, so you don't know if that's a trap, or if that's just a fake, and, like, and you have to take your chances and, like, run over those things to pick up the power-ups. And so you're like, oh, my God, this, this stage is lined full of traps. Well, it's not really. It's just that you have to be careful. Um, so it gets a little confusing. It's it's mildly fun, um, but the single player is better. So, and, and I actually like it. And, of course, wait for the full review of GameSpot if you want to see how it fares. <laughs> yeah, blah, blah, blah. It'll probably be up by the time you hear this, so... Um, and then I also picked Mega Man 9 back up. I beat all eight bosses last week, and so I decided to try to go at it again. And I had, like, 57-some-odd minutes left on my digital camera. So I'm like, you know what? Let me try to get through all eight bosses again um, before this camera runs out just to see if I could do it. <clears throat> and uh, the rules that I set for myself were, one, I cannot visit the store. Two, I cannot, like, use anything that I've heard since I beat the bosses the first time. So let's say, for example, um, and this is not true, but say, for example, like, uh, uh, Hornet Man worked against uh, Jewel Man or something. I don't know. I don't even know if that's the case. Let's say I heard that it, through the grapevine after I had beaten those eight bosses. I am not allowed to use that strategy because that's not what I did the first time. Right. I don't know if those rules make any sense. They probably don't. I just decided to use those rules. <laughs> Um, oh yeah, another rule is never use an energy tank, and uh, so I actually got it done in 55 minutes. Um, I put a long ass 49 minute video on the site, on Gamespot, and on one of and torture on, and on Giant Bomb. So um, I was actually I managed to do it on only one continue. 
But my goal is Not to bad. get my goal is to get all eight bosses without continuing. And then after that, all eight bosses without dying, which won't happen because I still can't even do that with Mega Man Two, which is the game that I say is the easiest of the series. So if I can't do it <laughs> there, then you know, um, well, I mean, I could on easy mode, but on normal one, I can't. Right. Um, <clears throat> and then finally, I played some Hitman Two because uh, my laptop could actually handle it, so I played it like for one night uh, while I was in the hotel at work. Um, again, doesn't hold up as well as some other games, and definitely nowhere near as good as uh, as Blood Money, but it's still that same old, like... It, it still leaves some, some openness to it, and it's still pretty fun to just kind of slink around and snipe somebody and then, like, dress up as them, and, and it's fun to do all that shit. It d- definitely, definitely a market improvement on the first Hitman, which I I know Ryan did on a, a while back, but yeah. Um, I think that's about it. Oh, I, I touched a little bit of Call of Duty 4. Uh, on, on on DS because Yay. because my new DS Lite my black DS Lite my replacement DS Lite came in the mail um, yesterday or the day before and what had happened for those who don't remember my L button wasn't working on my DS Lite and so I was going to trade it into GameStop <laughs> <laughs> because it works if you press it in a certain way so you know if they asked me to test it I just demo it really <laughs> I was going to trade it in, use the trading cash to buy a new DS Lite, but I figured that like the cost of the cost of um, buying the new DS Lite even after the trade in value um, was going to be less than the ninety four dollars it cost me to get a new one directly from Nintendo, which included taxes and shipping. So I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll just I'd rather give Nintendo my money to GameStop. So I I, I did, um, <clears throat> and it's black and it smudges really easily. <laughs> <laughs> which I didn't, which I didn't think about when I was like, "Can I change color?" And he was like, "Yes, you can either have black or pink." I'm like, yeah, I'll take black. Um, I thought they might be offering like navy blue, but I, I, I forgot that that's I think Japan only, which sucks. Um, mm. oh yeah, other things I got in the mail: my Okami replacement jewel case sleeve. Finally, <laughs> which I had ordered like the day that the news came out that the that the box art was fucked up, and I completely forgot about it. So that was a nice surprise, um, and that's all I've gotten in the mail. Excellent. Let's move on. sit here atop the mountain of news and for the first time in a long time I forgot to open the links before we started recording so if anybody hears some strange lagging out there I apologize opening 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 okay we're there I'm a I'm a putz okay uh, putz 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 scotch 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 down in my belly I love scotch 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 okay so first bit of news we're gonna start off with a slew of Microsoft related items um Ernest Cavalli on Game Life from Wired reports that Microsoft is offering a cheap memory alternative for the new Xbox Experience update, the NXE, which is the the most awesome name for a new. F- no, it's not. It sucks. But the um, Nixie, the Nixie. But yeah, so basically, if you have an arcade unit and you don't have a fat memory card, you can't get the Nixie. You just can't, um, and that sucks. 
But so here's the report. To ensure as many Xbox 360 owners as possible can enjoy Microsoft's November 19 dashboard update, the company plans to offer an expensive refurbished, let me emphasize that again, refurbished hard drives and memory cards to users worldwide, reports Gamasutra. As a result, Microsoft has instituted the, quote, memory upgrade program, end quote, a service that allows Xbox 360 owners to visit a website where they can learn of their eligibility by entering the serial number from their console. Qualified users will be either be eligible for a half a gigabyte memory card or a refurbished 20 gigabyte drive for their console at the reduced prices of 20 or $30, respectively. Hmm. I wonder which one I'm going to go with for 10 bucks more. Um, you know... The memory upgrade program is available to all users in Xbox 360, all th- Xbox 360 territories, though there is no word on how long this promotion will last. Honestly, I don't think it should be a promotion. I think it should just be a service that's mandatory. Yep. Because, I mean, and they, they, they should they, have a... <clears throat> sorry, God. No, 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 finish. They should have a service similar to this where people can send in, well, receive 60 gig hard drives and send in their old 20s. Because yeah. it sucks that we have 20 gig hard drives and yeah. only two gigs left. Yeah, that's true. Both of us. <laughs> but I mean, they 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 completely screwed up by you know splintering the market with their stupid with their stupid core unit when they launched. And so you know they should do their do do the due diligence and give people their hard drives without saying, oh, it's a promotion. It'll last only for a month. No, let them, you know, let them have it. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm trying to look for how much 20 gigabyte hard drives cost these days. Um, I think they were on clearance for 50 or 40 bucks. 50? It might be now 20. Because I'm seeing an 80 gigabyte for 40 bucks, and I'm seeing 40 gigs for 36 bucks on Newegg. Um, Wait, you're talking about a real, a real, like a regular hard drive. Oh, oh, okay. Because I still think that $30 for a refurbished, okay, I repeat, refurbished 20 gig hard drive is still a steep, you know. That's still steep. Um, I don't like this refurbished business, and I know that's probably the the best they can do. It's just like with all the red rings and stuff. Like just saying refurbished just kind of puts a sour, you know, sour mm-hmm. taste. You know, ugh. But um, well, let's see. Um, if you were to look on Price Watch for a refurbished uh, Ultra ATA, twenty nine dollars is the cheapest one. How big? really? Six point four gigs. <laughs> okay, so maybe the price is okay. Um, but at the same time, see, there's a Max Tour six point four and a HP Compact three point two, which is thirty. And then right away from that is a forty gig Max Tour for thirty two ninety nine, <laughs> and a twenty gig Western Digital for thirty three. Oh, Shit. so it's all over the place. Yeah, it makes no sense. Uh, more Microsoft stuff, though. Again, this is from Wired and, uh, again, from Ernest Cavalli, who's been receiving a little bit of hate from, apparently, it's Sony fanboys who who like to call him a shitty writer and um, lay off him. Uh, go go back to your to your little holes. Let, let, let him be. Anyway. Um, Blu-ray coming to Xbox 360? Question mark, question mark, rumor label. Um, Toshiba Samsung Storage Technology has been contracted to manufacture external Blu-ray drives for the Xbox 360, according to a report from tech news site Xbit Labs. Oh, a report, nice. As the report states, the exact specifications of the hard drives are unknown. I'm sorry, of the drives <laughs> are unknown. 
though Microsoft is aiming for the $100 to $150 price point. Not only would this bring the 360 into line with the PS3's pricing scheme, but these drives could also handily replace the now-defunct Xbox <laughs> 360 HD DVD drive. We contacted representatives from Microsoft this morning in an attempt to pry further details from the firm, but we were met with a resounding no comment. Now, bear in mind, this news from was from October 8th. Uh, recording today, we are at October 18th. I have not heard any updates on this since then, so maybe it is a rumor that has been deaded. I don't know. $100, Blu-ray, next generation of high-definition content. Would you buy it? Um, no. Why I don't not? have a television oh, that's to right. show it. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot. He has a he has a 480 television, so no, he wouldn't buy it. If you had yeah, the there, means, you know, would there you was buy something it? that I read. Um, oh, they were talking about my um Xbox Live Arcade games being um as as like a part of the certif- certifying process, they have to be um not optimized, but they have to be perfectly usable on, on low res, regular right? TVs. Yep, yep. And like the way I read the article, it seemed like the person who wrote the article thought that everybody in the world had an HDTV and that if you didn't, and they were talking about like a 14-inch CRT, like if you had a 14-inch CRT, then you're just not with the times, but they're making games that still work for you. Pat, pat on the back. Uh, that guy's a moron. Yeah. I'm like, okay, um, well, maybe if you were to buy everybody else in the world a uh, HDTV, yeah. then we won't have this problem. And we can make games like Dead Rising and Lost Planet with Dead Rising. Dead Rising. No wonder you haven't bought that yet. <laughs> but, um, no, I mean, even, okay, so even the fact that these HDTVs, so-called, are quote-unquote cheap now, that's relatively cheap. That doesn't mm-hmm. mean that people who are still on a budget who currently have a big TV that still works pretty decently for them have the means to upgrade for $1,000 to... Or 1500 Or 1500 to, like, a 40-inch screen. Like, I mean, and for these people, that, that'd be, like, replace... What, how big is your TV right now? Like, 40, uh, 32? 27. 27? Mm-hmm. Okay. 27... Really? It looked a lot bigger than that. Well, that's because the stupid tubes in the back make it look so huge. No, no, no. I mean, but the the the, the screen real estate looks weird. And anyway, um, oh, it, it's because it's one of those um, uh, it's a true flat, quote unquote. Okay. So it it ha- it's supposed to have the the maximum amount of screen real estate, but and at the same time, the screen is not even aligned with the goddamn frame, so you can't even see the left hand side on video games. Anyway, <laughs> I digress. <laughs> but yeah, like my my best friend down in Atlanta has like a, a, a 48 inch like you know tube and it's big you know it's a big TV but Hell you know yeah. obviously that's not um, that's not uh, suitable for high def gaming you know but why you know why is he gonna why is he gonna spend he just got this thing like last year why is he gonna spend another two to three thousand dollars just to get the same amount of screen um, physical space uh, mm-hmm. when he's you know he's on a budget right now so uh, but he likes to play games so that the TV's got to, you know, do it for him for the next year or two uh, until he gets his, you know, finances together. And, you know, shut up, blog writer or the, whoever the hell you are. <laughs> Balls. <laughs> and, right. Oh, and, and, and like may I, may, need I mention, um, even with today's sparkling, sleek HD TVs, you know, for the best lag-free experience, you don't play on an HD TV. <laughs> P- 
period. That's true. I don't care how many game modes you have on there or whatever. <laughs> I don't, I, I, maybe that works, but if you want zero lag, you play on a CRT and ideally on a computer monitor, uh, a CRT computer monitor. Okay, so shut up. Actually, well, that's different because computer monitors can output in HD, but I digress again or, or something. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So next, why all the the hoopla over the 360 getting a Blu-ray drive, which again could be a rumor that's already been disbunked by the time we recorded this, because Konami is apparently considering Metal Gear Solid 4 for the 360. Are they? Mm-hmm. Is this another fanboy rumor? Is this real? We don't know. Let's see. This is Jean Snow. On I, I was about to say Jean because I thought it was a girl, but I actually saw a picture and it's it's a guy. So Game Life's ah. Jean Snow um, says Konami considering. Mugigus 4 for Xbox 360. He says, she says, in the end, they all say Konami has finally admitted that there is a very good chance that Metal Gear Solid 4 will get a 360 port. Quote, The worldwide demand for Xbox 360 version of Mugigus 4 is quite too high, admitted Konami's Yoshitaka Arai to Japanese investor bulletin Morningu Star. Quote, It is something we are currently looking into. End quote. The question now is how they'll manage to transfer all that Blu-ray content, a point of the, three, uh, a point of the PS3 superiority that was even joked about in-game, to a reasonable number of discs on the 360. Uh, I'm trying to think. Okay, so Blu-ray is like, like 25 gigs single-sided. Um, mm-hmm. I'm assuming that MGS4 is on a single-side Blu-ray, I, I think. So mm-hmm. that's um, – they could easily fit it into three discs. True. Um, or they could well are the the gameplay cinematics uh CG or gameplay and, and and see that's my my question is is what is it i mean i want to know because quite frankly like metal gear solid is a pretty good looking game i mean i'm not as wowed by it as everybody else was when they first saw it like i still i, I don't think it's it does anything that the 360 can't do with a little bit of 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 muscle Mm-hmm. Or legwork put into it, but it's a really good looking game. So, you know, and, and I was watching, it and it runs okay. Now maybe I haven't seen enough of it, but from what I've seen, it runs at sixty frames a second. Mm-hmm. So, ideally, you know, they could render all those cinematics at twenty four frames a second with the in game engine, and not need to stuff it onto a onto FMV. But I get, I have the feeling that they did that anyway, just for the fuck of it, you know. Mm-hmm. Or, or maybe the, I don't know. Maybe the in-game camera isn't good enough to to. Uh, but they, I don't know. It, it, it doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense to me that that they would purposefully, you know, make an FMV just to put it on the Blu-ray disc. Or maybe I don't know. Maybe it was easier. Or maybe it was easier to ensure that there are no frame rate drops. Then maybe you know. So I, I, I honestly yeah. don't know. I don't know. Um, but it's like what five chapters or something. They could put like a chapter a disc. Maybe five discs is a little bit too much. But hey. We pl- we played four discs of PlayStation One games, mm-hmm. um, but now that's uncalled for. Now yeah. seeing a two game, a two disc game on uh, 360 is like, oh my god, what are you talking about? See, that's that's really stupid to me, I, and I don't understand what the whole hoopla is over it because it goes like this: you finish chapter one, you put in disc two, that's it. Yeah, that's it. I don't mind that at all. Yeah. And but people all of a sudden they I think it's it's just fanboyism. It's like people just get alarmed that oh my god my poor little console can't uh, you know its media doesn't have enough storage space for this huge game now it needs two discs yeah. oh it's just not good enough and, and you know shut what? up 
<laughs> Shut up. And you know, you know what? Um, you know what? Uh, what's it called? Uh, I'm trying to think of that. Resistance. Everyone was <laughs> like, "Oh, Resistance uses a whole Blu-ray disc." You know what they use it for? They duplicated information across different sectors of the disc because the Blu-ray, the Blu-ray disc reading was too slow. So that's how they optimized the reading, which is a, an incredibly smart usage of it, and that's awesome. But at the same time, you could probably fit it onto a DVD and have it read the DVD just as fast. Exactly. So, I, it, it's, it, it's, it's dumb to me. It's dumb to me that people are complaining about this stuff. And I, I don't know. I mean, like, I, I, I'm trying to look at all the games. and So I think we've, we've dealt with single-disc games for, this, for the past generation, except for GameCube owners. And so maybe that's why. You know, maybe they've just gotten so used to the fact that they, they've they've done away with the old days of Final Fantasy seven, VII, eight, and nine and Xenogears where they had to put in multiple discs. And right. even uh even Fear Effect, you know. Oh yeah. And, Four disc streaming and, game. Oh, streaming, right, 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 right. Yeah, that's right. So streaming F M V. So fine, you know, but still it's not that big of a deal. It really isn't. Like how do people really not remember how simple it was? Please insert uh, disc two. Open tray. Put in. You're done. Yeah, I don't think it's a matter of oh my goodness, it's you no, know. No, I, so I know, I know it's fanboys, but like that's the argument that they want to use mm-hmm. because they I don't want to have to get up off my couch because they don't have any disc. better argument. I mean, it's basically just like the, just like the, um, the I don't like this game because it's too hard argument, or the opposite argument of that where oh this person doesn't you know doesn't like the game because he sucks at it. Right. It's, it's stupid. I, and these these stupid arguments. But anyway. Um, so, meanwhile, PlayStation is actually getting real upgrades. You know, no rumors, no nothing like that. And something that I'm actually looking forward to. Um, the PlayStation 3's firmware, I think it it might be released by this point. So, okay. Yeah, you it was, can, I think it came out uh, a couple of days ago. Okay, so the PS3 firmware, um, you can... It, it's supposed to be just more convenient to compare your trophies... And one up crossed out the word achievements. Um, <laughs> uh, there's a there's a scrolling news ticker on your PS3 when you're in the XMB. Uh, for those who don't have a PS3, and now you can actually click on them, uh, which I guess is kind of cool. Um, you can shut down your system after you finish with a download. So you could you could download like a, a two gigabyte demo, leave the house, and have the PS3 shut down, which is pretty cool. Um, but what I'm personally interested in is the firmware for the PSP. Which, uh, like the DSi is going to do in the future, but the PSP is going to beat it to the punch. Um, you can download shit directly onto your uh, memory stick from with a Wi-Fi connection to the PlayStation Store, and that's awesome. Yeah, like that is pretty good. Like this whole iPhone Zune stuff, where you can buy stuff directly into your device, is just really cool. And I, the, personally, I can't wait to try it out on the PSP. I don't have a Zune Pass, so I haven't been doing it with my Zune, but like. I, I just bought myself a 2 gigabyte memory stick for like, I don't know, like 20 bucks at a Radio Shack, mm-hmm. which may not be the best price, but it's still a good price. And so right. I'm just waiting for some stuff to, to come out that I can buy. And, and I have to test my connection with my wireless router, which is funky. Like, it doesn't work with my DS. It still doesn't work with my DS. I don't get it. So. Yeah, I think it might need a, a new wireless router. Yeah. But, um, Maybe that'll be a Christmas gift. <laughs> thank you. No. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so that that's good for the PSP. Um,. It's also getting something that may make Al, you know, kind of wet his pants a little bit. Sega bringing Fantasy Star Portable stateside. So not only Thank do God. we have a choice of the DS version, if it's going to come stateside, I don't know yet, but we also have the PSP version. Al, why don't you talk a little bit about this? 
Sure. Pants oh, winning boy. It's fantasy star online. Wait, wait, wait. Before you exactly go on, it huh? kind of garbled up there, so I thought you said it's fetishy star. And I'm like, are you really that fetishy. into it? Are you really that into it? But go ahead. Go ahead. Um, yeah, it's fantasy star. Fetishy um, star. The online game. But it's shrunk down to PSP levels and will have Wi Fi ad hoc um, access so that you can just, like, you know, run around with people and. Say, hey, guess what? You got Fancy Star. I got Fancy Star. Let's play. Let's we don't play. have to worry about being on the same screen, hopefully. <laughs> no need for Sega Net or a Hunter license. Yeah, that's that's finally. Thank God, because I hated paying for that game. And, you know, after they had you paying for it, because um, when it came out on PC, Blue Burst, you had to pay for your Hunter's license something like $5 a month, but still, $5 a month. Now, um, before you go mm-hmm. on, I'm sorry because you're talking about paying for the hunter's license. Is uh, was the original Fantasy Star Online peer to peer, or or did you have to hit hit a server? You had to hit a server. Okay, so like this one is PSP to PSP. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, according to the article from Kotaka that we pulled this from, uh, Hong Kong. Yeah, Hong Kong. By uh, Michael McWhorter. McWhorter, apostrophe boy. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Um, the article states, Sega announced rather quietly at Tokyo Game Show that Fantasy Star Portable will be coming to North America. The Fantasy Star Online-style action RPG will hit these shores in March of next year, with Sega likely hoping it will match the success that it has had with the game in Japan. Fantasy Star Portable has sold well over 600,000 copies on its home turf, in some part riding on the success of Capcom's Monster Hunter Portable 2nd G. Uh, while Fantasy Star Portable features wireless multiplayer of the local ad hoc style, it may be taking advantage of the upcoming PS3 functionality that simulates infrastructure connections. That means online monster hunting with primary colors and future lyrics or blah, 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 snark. Blah, <laughs> 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 blah, blah, snark. Uh, so, um, if both this and the DS game come out, what are you going to have? What are you going to buy? Well, it depends. Uh, I completely forgot what the DS game gives, so... Um, I forgot It depends. Too. It depends. I-, I have to look them over. Okay. But I'm pretty sure that the PSP one's going to come out first. So, I will um, probably get that one. Uh, I'm a glutton for, fa- for Fantasy Star. PSP. 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 All I want for Christmas is a PSP. <laughs> <laughs> that was terrible. Um, I had another question about Fantasy Star. I'm trying to think. Oh, okay, okay. So, I'm assuming um, that it, uh, it, and it wasn't, because I think, and this is where I need clarification, I think EverQuest mm-hmm. did come out first, correct? Um, EverQuest came out first, a okay. long time ago. I was going to ask if this is considered, like, one of the progenitors of, of, um, of, of MMOs. Oh, no, 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 no. Ultima Online, I think, was like one oh, of the right. first MMOs, right. and that was in 96, 97, maybe? Uh, and that leads me to another question. Mm-hmm. Does this even, do you even consider this an MMO proper, or is it more like an instanced version of like four-player co-op? It's an instanced version of four-player co-op, especially okay. now that you, well, with the PSP version, um, it's ad hoc for now. Right. So it's only local multi, but um, if they did happen to you know set up infrastructure and set up servers and whatnot, and probably wind up charging people, um, that would you know it's it's still like Diablo. Diablo's not MMO, so 
if imagine if you had gotten to a point where Fantasy Star was, you start the game and <clears throat> you um enter like the world and you don't have to like join up with a couple of people to go and play the game, but you're actually just playing the game when you get in and you can go on out and like fight monsters and stuff. That's MMO. Right. Right. And Ultima Online came out in ninety seven. September twenty fifth, nineteen ninety seven. Ah, okay. Oh, I see. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, off the heels of on of of discussing on oh, wow, this is a poor segue. I'm just gonna go into it. Okay, <laughs> through the Wii Channel, um, people can or, or or when I say people, I think um the press, and I don't know if if regular people can too. Maybe that's the case, but we can see software stats for Wii. And oh so, yeah, anybody can see that. Oh, okay. See, I did not know that. And so here are the latest stat updates from MTV's multiplayer blog. Stephen Tatilla says, "Excuse you." The average Super Smash Bros. Brawl owner has played the game for more than 61 hours since the game's release in February. The average Wii Fit consumer has played it more times than the average Okami game. Okami fan has played that game. That's sad. It's not surprising, but it's sad. Sin and Punishment uh, has sold more than 29,000 downloadable copies. Um, Guitar Hero 3 has been played... Um, an average of 57 hours and 7 minutes as of October 5th. So anybody who owns Guitar Hero 3 for Wii has played it for more than 57 hours. Um, given that number, I'm pretty sure that I burned like twice to three times that on Guitar Hero 2 on 360. <laughs> um, and, and maybe less than that on the, on the 360 version of Guitar Hero 3 because I, you know, I burned out on that. Um, Wii Sports has been played for over 34 hours. Um... Mario Kart for for 24 hours and 48 minutes, Rock Band for 24 hours and 43 minutes, um, and poor old Metroid Prime 3 at 21 hours and 14 minutes, which is basically saying somebody gets the game, they beat it, that's it. Um, which mm-hmm. you know, which isn't surprising. Just you know, it's not surprising, and it's nothing bad. It just in the face of all these other numbers, it makes it look bad. Um, Okami is 18 hours, and we fit. They said 15 hours. Um, okay, so the, I think the number he quoted was the total number of hours. Was uh, The total number of hours of Wii Fit was over the total number of hours of Okami, but the average playtime for Okami is more. But at the same time, like as people keep on playing Wii Fit, and as people keep on beating Okami, Wii Fit number is going to go up. Yep. Uh, Boom Blocks, 11 hours. Carnival Games, 8 hours. The fact that that's been played for more than 1 hour is a, is a travesty. Um... <laughs> My life as king, fourteen hours. Lost wins, three hours. Yada yada yada. Sin and punishment, uh, two hours and eight minutes. <laughs> Whoops! I can't take it anymore. Like this game is awesome. I beat it. Now I'm done with it. So, uh, we're coming up against uh, more news from that that is old. I realize, but we haven't spoken about it yet. Um, and this is another bad segue. Uh, we're gonna touch on this actually as as our main topic. Al's gonna be the star of the show here. Um, no. but, but as you all know, StarCraft has been split into three games. Let me clarify that for people who don't quite understand what this means. It does not mean, I repeat, it does not mean that Blizzard is going to sell three $30 games on launch day. It means that Blizzard is going to release StarCraft, and I'm going to stop using the number just to make it more clear. They're going to release StarCraft The Terran Story. Then they're going to release StarCraft The Zerg Story. 
Then they're going to release StarCraft, the Protoss story. Much like Dennis Dyack is releasing two human chapters, one, and then chapter two, and then chapter three. It's a trilogy. Um, mm-hmm. Much like Prince of Persia... It's a trilogy, bitch! It's a trilogy, bitch! Much like Prince of Persia was Sands of Time, Warrior, Shitty, I mean, Within, and then... Um, what was the third one? I forgot. Uh, two Thrones. Two, two, yeah. It's a real trilogy. It's not just them saying, hey, we can make money. Let's split this up. Um, and so that's what it is. There are pros and cons to this, which we'll get into. But there's your news for now. Uh, let's move on to one interesting article. Not news, but article that we found, that Al found on Games Radar. Do you want to take the helm? Why not? Yeah! Um, Games Radar uh, has an article. And they had quite a few cool articles like this. <clears throat> this one is about the top seven toughest opening levels. Okay. And this is written by <clears throat> uh, Dave Michaelham. Dave Michaelham! <laughs> He's a content editor Ooh. of uh, Games Radar UK. So uh, they go down, I guess, uh, yeah, the top seven. So they're in order of toughness. Uh, mm-hmm. Although I probably won't agree with that because I'm pretty good in my games. <laughs> but um, clocking at number seven is the first level from Alien Hominid, which isn't really that hard to me. So I guess it belongs in number seven. Uh, they, of note, talk about the first robot boss, which is really predictable. Mm-hmm. But I guess if you really are playing like, you know, nub Mega Man 9 mode where you're not really paying attention. It is really hard. Nub Mega Man 9 mode. <laughs> um, so they they basically talk about uh, the game. Let's see if there's something funny. Um, da, 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 da. No, 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 no. Dice devoured, decapitate the swarms of suits during your way. Then you have to survive a killer robot. So pure in his desire to disintegrate you, he makes the Terminator look like Tickle Me Elbow. And they have these things called... Um, <laughs> The excruciating equation, and these are pretty funny. Uh-huh. So it's like anything less than these reactions, Speedy Gonzalez and Neo, when he uh, bends over, well, bends back when he's dodging the bullets, yeah. equals no entry, the alien hominid. So if you don't have anything. That, that type of reaction time? Anything ty- any <laughs> type of reaction time, you can't play alien hominid. That's so not up. only is it attacks fast and ferocious, but the very environment itself acts against you. We lost count the number of times we inadvertently jumped onto the first floor of the building, only to receive a face full of death rays. And we really do mean we. It took two men of radar to man up. Oh, my God. Shouting a shed load of motivational Rocky-style slogans at each other during the fight. <laughs> Before we could best buy a nickname. Sorry for that, guys. Um, inexplicably harder than... That's another second you have this. Fighting an army of 50-foot nuclear death mobiles with a man with a blonde mop forehead in Metal Gear Solid 2. <laughs> Can love bloom on the battlefield. <laughs> uh, number six number is six, the first six, stage six. of Ninja Gaiden. Uh, well, this is hardly a surprise, is it? He says. Uh, one of the hardest hack and slashes ever. Gaiden makes Devil May Cry 3 look like Nintendogs. Uh, so the excruciating equation for this, because he talks about Mr. Miyagi, is Mr. Miyagi plus Hulk Hogan equals the first boss from uh, Ninja Gaiden equals Ryuhei Yeah, that dude was tough. Oh, yeah. That that dude like, was definitely tough. The, the stage, the, the entire stage was easy. Not not easy, but it wasn't that bad. But the, the actual guy was tough. Keep going as mm-hmm. my phone rings. Yeah, I hear. Um, so then they go, the developers clearly didn't think this was enough of a challenge either. Because he was talking about, you know, a skill war, nunchucks, bigger guns than an Iranian arms dealer. 
<laughs> you slap the sushi out of you so you can block dodge and parry to perfection. So they said it wasn't enough a challenge. Bring out an even harder black version for those blessed with Bruce Lee reflexes. Now that's the only one that I experienced. And he was hard. But I can beat him. <laughs> but I can beat him. Um, now I can beat him. So they go inexplicably harder than kicking the crap out of hundreds of martial arts masters <laughs> this and is a great, in the Matrix. This is a great JPEG. From Neo. Yeah, the picture has uh, Neo with all of the, the hundreds of uh, Smiths and whatnot. And they have, they have an arrow pointing to it and it says cake. <laughs> then they have the, the nunchuck boss, and they have an arrow pointing to it, and it has a set of nails. So it says above, bringing the hurt to hundreds of Agent Smiths has nothing on trying to nail the guy with the nunchucks. Nails. Yeah. Okay, I'm curious to see what the next one is. Yeah, number five. Oh, God. Sonic 2 Game Gear. And they really just talk about how the game looks and how how tough the game is with how fast it moves. So they say... um, the first level doesn't pull any punches and help you to acclimatize either. Uh, immediately throwing you into a roller coaster of slopes, pits of fire, and a bit of betrayal by a boss. Uh, it all kicks off at the end of first stage as you start to plummet into a fiery death. With the end in sight, your thoughts start to ponder that eternal question, do all good hogs go to heaven? But before Sonic becomes stew, your arch nemesis saves the day with his flying contraption. Aw, oh, shucks, Doc. We never knew you cared. And uh, just as we start to think Robotnik and Sonic are set to start making holiday plans together, though, the portly professor drops you at the pincers of one pissed-off lobster thing. Pissed-off so lobster thing. Equation, <laughs> the excruciating equation. Dr. Robotnik, which looks like some dude in an Eggman suit, plus a lobster equals world's deadliest tag team. So, uh, this is inexplicably harder than speeding past Shenmue, which was in Sonic Adventure. Uh, somehow it's easier to outrun 8 tons of 128-bit orca in Sonic Adventure than avoid the pixelated pincers of this pathetic crab creature, which they show in this tiny-ass screen. So I'm looking at that screenshot, and I think I have played Game Gear Sonic before, and just mm-hmm. going that fast on such little screen real estate is just, like, mind-boggling. Like, Oh, yeah, you, you have time you probably don't even see Sonic. Yeah, like, now now that you've got, like, a, a DS and a PSP with... Slightly sl- slightly larger screens and also like higher resolution with which to render your characters. Yeah, it's better, but I can't imagine. I couldn't imagine playing Sonic on a Game Boy if you had to. Could you imagine that? <laughs> no. Like, first of all, it's all blurry and everything. It's and all then, green. Like, yeah, it's all green. Uh, and then and then you just can't catch up to it. That that yeah, that doesn't not, not appealing. Not appealing. Yeah, not at all. Number four, Number handing four. you your ass in Driver, which I can attest to. Um. I'm not even gonna go into As, like, a first the, mission? the article. Yeah, the, the the beginning of the game. I'm just gonna talk from experience here. The excruciating equation is these skills, which is the old man driving a car, plus baffling tasks, which is the Riddler from uh, you know Jim Carrey Riddler, uh-huh. equals police brutality, <laughs> and it's like some cop beating some guy. So, um, yeah, here we go. In the first stage of Driver, like not even the first stage, but like when you turn on the game and you start, you go through a tutorial, which you can skip. Mm-hmm. But I think if you don't skip it and you actually do it, you get some kind of bonus, like more than money or something. But you're in a garage. Okay. And in this garage, you have to do all of the maneuvers that are available in the game, like a jackknife and a, a 360, uh, 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 peel out, accelerate mm-hmm. to a hard break. And then they have these things where you got to do a slalom, and then you got to do a, a, a 180 and reverse one. Oh, jackknife is reverse 180. Mm-hmm. But 
the slalom is like the hardest part because you got to go through all of the pillars of the 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 garage like twice mm-hmm. but they don't really tell you that and then there's a timer going down or whatnot and then there's this like crackhead guy like <laughs> wow hey 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 <laughs> and you're just like what the fuck is going on here video games and, like crackheads uh, most of the time you don't you don't ever succeed in passing that that tutorial and crackheads but like video games you. because they yeah. can steal them and sell them for crack <laughs> and so um yeah that is stupid <laughs> that is stupid <laughs> number 3 Handing your ass in Super Ghouls and Ghosts. Oh, <clears throat> boy. That fits there. Yeah. Uh, the following is an easier scenario to get through than Arthur's outrageously tough opening level. Passing an advanced geometry degree. Uh, while wearing a blindfold. When you're drunk, and you'll probably need that exhaustive understanding of mathematics and special awareness to navigate through pixel-perfect jumps in a first stage hit by natural disasters of biblical proportions. Why is Big Bird there? I don't understand. Because the boss is the bird. Oh, the excruciating oh, equation oh. is tidal wave plus bird versus Arthur equals cry. Equals cry. Manage to get through tidal waves and earthquakes, braving most of them in your briefs, and you're tasked with conquering what can only be described as Sesame Street's finest meets Godzilla. <laughs> An unashamed bastard of a boss, the massive bird requires quick reflexes, exquisite egg dodging skills, and a shed load of spears to down. Your reward? A follow-up excursion through a pirate ship that makes this level look like a lame tutorial. Which is very true. And it's inexplicably harder than fighting a boss bigger than God in Shadow of Colossus. <laughs> and the picture is funny. It's like, it's got this, uh, you know, I guess it's, I don't know which Colossi it was, but it's the Colossus and it's got the bird from... Arthur, I think like, this is the last one. The last one? Yeah. And he's like, it looks like the bird is trying to drop an egg on him. <laughs> and the caption says, considering a stick-thin Japanese lad down this mountain of a monster with nothing but a sword, no less, we can't see the giant bird having much trouble. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I can't yeah. believe this next game. Oh, yeah. Oh, Number two, oh, the scandalous skateboard oh, jump no. from Bart versus the Space Mutants. I will, att- I will, I will vouch for that. Oh, yeah. I will vouch for this one, too. Excruciating equation, skateboard, plus a broken Super Nintendo controller, although it's supposed to be a Nintendo controller, equals Simpsons, Marvel's Space, Mut- <clears throat> Space Mutants, where instead of Bart just, like, spraying something, uh, his yeah. eyes are crossed out, and he's got, like, a really fucked up lip, and Dreader Tatum is supposedly <laughs> the result of, uh, the cause of that. Tatum, yeah. Um... Yeah, so not only was the premise of this shameless Simpsons game thinly tied to the style of the series, you might as well replace the spiky-haired deviant with Samus Aran, but the first level was utterly nails, too. After navigating through a massively difficult skateboard section, dodging the most diverse wildlife you've ever seen, from dogs one second to one-eyed alien blobs the next, you're pitted against an inoffensive-looking jump over a railing. And that's it. The game might as well end there. That's how hard the fucking jump is. There are a few smug gamers who posted speedruns beating this level and the game as a whole, but for more chipolata to figure out of us chipolata. there, we had to invent, we had to content ourselves with Doodle Bartman. Oh dear. Oh jeez. Inexplicably harder than jumping 150 feet between skyscrapers and crackdown. Come on, it's clearly more difficult to lift a plank of wood two feet off the ground. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, number two. Number two. Number two, 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 two. Wait. I think that was number two. That was number two. <laughs> okay, I'm number, on number one, one, and I is... completely disagree with this one, but go ahead. Yeah, number one is the elephants from Mega Man. Oh, it's... what a wuss. Come on. Cop out. 
those elephants are easy. But it was it was a funny read it, a funny read for it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. Uh. Yeah. Excruciating equation. Someone shooting Dumbo through the fucking ear <laughs> equals Mega Man. <laughs> the first level throws a herd of elephants Christ at almighty. you. So evil, you'll seriously start to consider a career in the ivory industry. The dastardly Dumbos have some murderous moves at their disposal, like blowing balls of destruction at you or trying to suck you to your doom in a level punctuated with hardcore platforming. Stopping yourself from becoming an elephant-sponsored souffle requires death fingers, nerves of granite, and a masochistic streak that would shame most A-listers. Maybe, maybe, just maybe, this happens to regular people. And not us people who've been playing Mega Man like since nineteen fucking eighty seven. I guess. Um, I uh, guess. I mean, I, I don't agree with this at all. But uh, um, look, people who who play Devil May Cry, and people who play God of War, which is not that hard, admittedly, but it does take a little bit of patience if if you're getting swarmed, and and Ninja Gaiden, okay. Um, mm-hmm. people who play, you know, first person shooters in general. First person shooters aren't an easy genre to pick up, okay. They can handle these freaking elephants. Of course. Come on. Oh, my goodness. Well, you oh, know what? You know what? Maybe it's because it's so limited. Maybe it's because all you can do is jump and shoot. You can't hide behind cover. You can't pick up different weapons. You can't pick up a health pack, even though, you know, you have health drops and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I get, but come on. It's just jumping. Yeah. Up. How many people have, pl- have played New Super Mario Brothers? New Super Mario Brothers isn't hard, but it gives you the, the fundamental jump. Jumping? Jumping. Running over things, mm-hmm. running under things, jump, jump. Oh God! Yeah. I even had had one of my friend, my my one of the people on my friends list on GameSpot call this game pointless. What game? Mega Man, Mega 9? Man Nine. Wow! I'm like why? He was like, oh, because because you can get the same experience by picking up Mega Man Two or Three, which are not as artificially hard. I'm like, first of all, it's not artificially hard. If you watch it, you'll know what you need to do. Second of all, that's like saying that Super Contra had no purpose. Because Contra came out, or that's actually like saying that Mega Man Three had no purpose because Mega Man Two came out, which right. which he which he understandably countered with you had the slide. Okay, and his point was that you took away all the um, all the advancements in the gameplay, but like this is about the level design. So right, like the only other thing I can I, I can think of is is that horrible fanboy argument of you're just not good enough at it, and I don't want to devolve into that. But it does <laughs> sound like that for a lot of people who are like I'm not playing this game is. They they pretty much give up after like the first hour or so that they play mm-hmm. or ten minutes. Um, uh, I got, let me finish this one okay, up. Okay, yeah, um, yeah. It's inexplicably harder than downing an army of one hundred foot olifants in Lord of the Rings: Return of the King. And the images are pretty funny, but although they did doctor that Mega Man Nine image, um, they have an image of like the olifant and like Mega Man hanging from the nose of the olifant about to shoot in his mouth. He's like, your 100 foot girth is no match for my eight different pixels. <laughs> but then the, uh, the the Mega Man 9 scene, this is the first elephant with the ladder and they blacked out the ladder very poorly. And then they have like Mega Man being like rolled over by the ball and the elephant says, turquoise trunk pixels for the win. But then this is so <laughs> screwed up. It's like <laughs> what they did was they took an image of somebody shooting the, tr- the elephant from the ladder. I can see, actually, the, the outline of Mega Man holding onto the ladder shooting. You can see the bullets. Oh, so can I, they... so can I. <laughs> yeah, so, and then they tried to black it out. That's a terrible Instead of just Photoshop. taking a big square of black from the picture and putting it there, they decided to airbrush it. These are terrible Photoshoppers. Yeah. That's oh, funny. my goodness. Oh, boy. Mega Man 9. 
not that hard. Right. It's hard. If you just not that pay hard. Attention. I like okay. I'm thinking, and I think it's about on par with Ninja Gaiden. Because Ninja Gaiden, I've restarted at save points over and over again at, at, at similar points. Where, in, where where here, I've had to do the same thing when I was learning the stages. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's hard. But it's not – I'm trying to think. It's not Gradius hard. Gradius mm-hmm. is hard. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about Gradius 5. I'm talking about Gradius. Maybe even Gradius 3. That's hard. Yeah, I, you know, Gradius is like the only like series of games that I officially have not finished. Any of them. <laughs> I have not actually, like, technically myself finished right, any right. of those games. Oh, I got one. Ikaruga, harder than this. Yeah, definitely. Ikaruga's harder than this shit. Um, F-Zero GX could be on par with this, if not harder. Yeah, but it doesn't have a, a opening level. <laughs> uh, the, the It doesn't have the hardest opening oh, level, true. but I did see that F-Zero GX was on um, the toughest games or something like that. It was... Yeah. There was another one, uh, another thing under it that said the, uh, where is it? Dude, you know what, though? All right, huh? ma- they chose Concrete Man as an opening level. You could just as easily choose Splash Room as an opening level, which is kind of easy. Or, of course. Or Galaxy Man as an opening level, which is kind of easy. Yeah, I think that what they did was they just chose this, the, the, the demo. upper left stage, because that's like oh, okay. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, yeah. 8. Yeah, then you end up with like Hornet Man as a third dude, and Jewel Man as a yeah. third dude, and then you're fucked. Actually, no, you know what? Jewel Man... Jewel Man himself is not hard to beat, but his level is. But his stage is his like unbelievably is, yeah, hard. Yeah. Uh, speaking uh, of Mega Man, now, how far yeah. are you? I haven't played it since the last time I talked about it. Uh, oh, I have so... Concrete Man and Galaxy Man down. Oh, okay. Okay. But yeah, the the other thing that they had was 21 hardest Nintendo games ever. Mm-hmm. And the number one game was F-Zero GX. Because <laughs> the story mode is just like yeah, complete it... unbelievable. Yeah, I heard it's really like... Cha- like chapter two, zoom into a hole and you're done. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's like real short stuff. But the thing is, it's it's so tough to to make the times and whatnot. And the only person who I know who was able to do it was Jerry. And I was like, what? The dude How who makes able the to game. do this one very hard. Right. So I just do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Uh, is that it for this game's radar list? Shall we move on to your love, the the Starcraft? Yeah, yeah, why not? Starcraft. Sure, sure. Starcraft discussion, so let's let's revisit the news that we talked about earlier. Shit, why not? Three games in a trilogy, not a set of expansion packs, not a single game split up into three for a lower price to gouge you for your money, uh, we think. But Starcraft two, um, I you know personally, I I just call it I, I just call it Starcraft uh, two point one, two point two, and two point three. Um, or oh, you, you know can what? Do it like well. I was gonna say it's like Grand Theft Auto, Grand Theft Auto, Grand Theft Auto yeah. San Andreas, Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Vice City. Yeah, but they don't interact with each no, other. No, they don't. Like, they don't. They're not the same story. They I don't, was thinking of um, what you call it. I'm, I'm talking about as far as scale goes. These are three full retail games coming out, not like three small expansion chapters. That's what I meant. 
Right. Yeah, I would compare it to something like uh, Shining Force 3, Part 1 and Part 2, and Part 3 that came out in Japan only. I was very pissed about, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, there was another game that had uh, Part 1, Part 2, Part 3. I don't remember what it is. Shining Force? No, that's because it was unfinished. Oh, it is. <laughs> Wait, no. <not> z- <clears throat> Saga is not really qualified as a episode type of thing, but that is all one in case story <clears throat> although they just say you know this isn't like starcraft uh starcraft 2 zerg starcraft 3 protoss right <laughs> yeah anyhow yeah it's being broken down in three games so there <laughs> so yeah. there so okay the discussion points that i've heard being thrown around like some of the pros and cons like the pro so let's start with one of the pros that i've heard mm-hmm. it lets them flesh out the story. I am not familiar with StarCraft, so I'm going into this completely blind. As a StarCraft vet yourself, how important is it that they really give this story that treatment? I think it's important because the first game, as well as Brood War, they had such a deep uh, connection to gamers with the story. Some, because most people, they just buy it. They just go into um, multiplayer, and they don't even know what the story's about. Right. Um, although the game is really tough, like in expansion, because the way expansions are, I, I always hated expansions in terms of single player play because what they would do is they would keep the difficulty ramped at the end of the first game difficulty and then make it even harder as it goes along. So, you know, you're thinking, okay, the last level of the game that I just played was tough as nails. I had to play that game, you know, like fucking six seven hours just trying to finish it mm-hmm. and restart it multiple times etc 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 and then i go into the, the next game i just bought it and i can't even beat the first stage oh shit <laughs> i mean there are some games like that. like i played uh commandos the, ex- the expansion of commandos which they don't really clearly say is an expansion because it's a standalone product uh-huh. and you can't finish the first stage if you've never played commandos before oh <laughs> because it the difficulty's ramped to the end of the first commandos game. So um that that was, that really sucked. Mm-hmm. I good thing I didn't buy it. I like, you know, kind of had it as a hand me down from somebody who bought it and was like what the fuck is this? I I should have known if they said what the fuck is this. I was going to say what the fuck is this. But with StarCraft, the story is such an integral thing when it comes to people who play the single player campaign mm-hmm. that it's important for Blizzard, I think, to come out with a story that is completely fleshed out. It, they said that if they would have brought this out in one product, they would have had to make a lot of cuts so that it would fit it, as far as time frame and probably as far as content on the media goes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I'm sure that they could install StarCraft 2 into your computer at like 30 gigs. You're like, okay, boom, three DVDs, 30 gigs, have fun with it. <laughs> and... <laughs> and it's like PC requirements go through the window as far as space on your hard drive. Right. And then, um, you know, the game will come out in 2011. It'll be fully realized, everything. But no one wants that. Right. So they decided, okay, well, instead of bringing it out early or on time to us, because, of course, everybody else in the world, it's when it's done. Right. Instead of bringing it out on time and just you know cutting out all stuff we really couldn't do in time, 
we want to give everybody the full benefit of the entire story. We're going to give people a complete campaign on the on the first <clears> product. And usually the the way the game is structured, it's always structured as Terran first, then Zerg, then Protoss. Because of, I think, the, just the general gameplay mechanics are easier with Terran. You can get into it. You can understand the gameplay and everything like that. Um understand general mechanics while playing with a race that is more closely resembling to all the other games that you've played. Mm-hmm. Then you have the Zerg, which is, you know, specified in um like group mechanics and now they say that they're gonna put diplomacy into uh the Zerg game. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is a completely not completely, but it's it's a very different style of play than playing with Terrans or playing Command and Conquer or playing Age of Empires and all of the stuff. Because everything is, you know, it's not like you build one building and enemies, I mean, and your troops come out of that. You have to have supply um, ranging from these devices or these, these buildings that duplicate as, like, turrets and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And things like that, you know, they, the way the mechanics are for Zerg are different for the Terran and uh, doubly different for the Protoss, where Protoss is like, okay, your units take like two resources instead of one, and um, you start out with melee units as opposed to, you know, ranged combat units, although you do start out with that with Zerg as well. Um and essentially, the story, <clears throat> it escalates. So the Terran story kind of probably deals with, let's see, what is the name of the Terran one again? Uh, Wings of Liberty. Yes, yeah, so it's probably going to deal with their, it's going to deal with their internal conflicts like they usually do and their relations with the Protoss and the Zerg. Well, honestly, it's probably just relations with the Protoss and trying to eliminate the Zerg. Then the Zerg thing is <clears throat> pretty much the same. You know, it's a lot of internal conflict. Um, probably a lot of stuff relating to, like, the Queen and probably some other external threat or something like that. And then there's that diplomacy thing that I was talking about. And then the Protoss is probably some, like, high-level shit. Like, you know, they're dealing with the race that they created and then trying to keep them in line relations with the Terrans and probably some new shit that's coming out. Well, yeah, because there's the, that, that fourth race that um they have in the game. I thought they were keeping it to three. They they have three, like, playable. I think that there's, there's supposed to be some fourth race in the game, as far as I remember. I, mean, I could be wrong again. <laughs> Long. Um... Maybe I'm thinking about something else, but I will find out. Um, so yeah, if you have another question to ask, you definitely ask it right now. So my so to counter that pro of like, hey, you've got the whole story and like you go in depth with it and everything. Um, another complaint, and and you probably addressed it somewhere in there, is you're going to be waiting like two years or, or or a year or two between chapters. Probably a year between chapters um, because the core will already be there. Mm-hmm. They right. said that they will... Um, <clears throat> they said that what they're going to do is uh, come out with 
the the games where they're based on the same assets, mm-hmm. but the subsequent games will be bringing some uh, new content for the multiplayer. I'm actually looking at the the fact now. Um, they actually do name it as an expansion set. Um, so they said that the the StarCraft II trilogy consists of the base StarCraft II games and two subsequent expansion sets. Um, StarCraft II is subtitled Wings of Liberty, working title, and will include a lengthy single-player campaign that focuses on the Terrans and put players in the role of Raynor, one of the series' main heroes. Mm-hmm. First expansion set, Heart of the Swarm, will follow later and include a single-player campaign focusing on the Zerg and Kerrigan Queen of Blades. <clears throat> Second expansion set, Legacy of the Void, working title, will continue the story experience with a single-player campaign centered on the Protoss. And then they say, well, will we still be able to play multiplayer? Yes, you can play from multiplayer, blah, blah, blah. Expansion sets will add new content to each race for use in multiplayer matches. This could include additions such as new units, abilities, structures, along with new maps and battle.net updates. And then they go into the big question everybody wants to bitch about. If I buy StarCraft 2 but don't buy any expansion sets, will I still be able to play? Yes, this will work similarly to WarCraft 3 and original StarCraft, which maintains separate online gaming lobbies and ladders for expansion set players and players with base WarCraft 3. So basically, if you have the game, the first one, the StarCraft 2 Terran version, and you only have that, you don't, you want to like, fuck Blizzard, I'm not buying expansions, fuck that. <laughs> you can I'll still play fuck. multiplayer. <clears throat> you can still play multiplayer, but you're only going to be able to play with other people who have or want to downgrade to right. that level of gameplay. Right. So basically, it is like playing StarCraft Brood War, where if you only had StarCraft and I only had Bre- and I had StarCraft and Brood War, I could only really play the original StarCraft with you on Battle.net. Right, because I um I was listening to the uh, the new PC podcast on Cam. Sans, Jeff Green, and Sean Elliott since they tragically left journalism to develop. Um, mm-hmm. They they had an interview with Rob Pardo who was saying that we haven't figured out how we're going to keep the multiplayer balanced. In, not When I say balanced, I don't mean gameplay-wise, but in terms of giving everybody the proper amount of software that they can play with each other. So it sounded like they were thinking of a solution to... Uh, with regards to saying, like, okay, well, if you have the second StarCraft II chapter and, and I only have the first, there should still be some cross-compatibility. I don't know if that came out after or before what you just read, though. Um, I think this came out after BlizzCon. Okay. So, this is... Because they didn't have this when BlizzCon was going on and it was first announced. Yeah. I was looking for it on the site. Um, honestly, I think that what they're probably going to do is... Um, they're going to probably sell this uh, first game mm-hmm. for 50 bucks, and the other two expansions are probably going to sell for 40 Right. Because um, they don't sell expansions for $30 anymore. Right, right. So I, I really don't mind. Like, I bought StarCraft. I mean, Warcraft, World of Warcraft, okay, when it first came out, and that was 50 bucks. Then, you know, day one when the Burning Crusade came out, I bought that for 40 bucks. and next month, Day one, I'm gonna get the Raffleish King, forty bucks, and it's. I've had this. I've been playing this game for four years, <laughs> so you know the amount of time that I put into this game, the amount of quality I've gotten out of this game, and the amount of money I've spent on product, not on service. Um, you know, it's fine for me. And I think honestly, if they follow the same type of 
structure where they release the main game for fifty dollars. Um, I'll you know you go get it, and they'll release the first expansion set probably a year year and a half down the road. <laughs> For ten dollars less, and you're not even gonna notice. You're just gonna be like, "Oh my God, is you know the expansion is out? Uh, let me go and get it because I've already gone through the the Terran story." Because of course you gotta give people the time to go through the Terran story, since the main impact of this is you know bug fixes, upgrades, new content, and then story. So you gotta give people time to finish the story. Give people the time to play the multiplayer and you know, get into their groove, uh, find out what's unbalanced, what's balanced, they patch that up, and then they come up with new shit. Then mm-hmm. uh, once that comes out, people will be playing that for another year and a half, probably, uh, maybe two, and then they come out with the, the Protoss. And I think that, honestly, people who play this game for its full value, meaning they play through the single player and they play multiplayer, um, they're going to get their complete money's worth and they're not even gonna they're not gonna have reason to bitch about having to buy three separate products Mm -hmm. i I think it's kind of unwarranted when you think about it in the the big scheme of things if you want to think about it in oh i'm gonna go to the store tomorrow and i'm gonna see three boxes and in order for me to get the full experience i have to buy all three boxes that is clearly you know a big jip right but if you think about it in terms of tomorrow I'm going to go to the store and I'm going to get StarCraft 2. I'm going to come home and I'm going to play the shit out of it. I mean, like, that could be multiplayer. That could be, you know, doing the story. And they say that there's 26 to 30 missions in the first game. And each expansion is going to also have 26 to 30 missions. Um, that's a lot of fucking yeah, missions. I mean, it's, it's, it's a full-size game that's coming out. Right. A, and that's and I think that would be the that would be the one that trips up people the most is they think it's just going to be splintered into three. That's why, that's why I tried to clarify that like it's not they're not just saying let's just cut this up, you know. Yeah, because I think the first StarCraft game had like ten to twelve, I think, or maybe fifteen missions for each race, mm-hmm. and you know it ended pretty well. And then Brood War, it, it's not split; it's just one. You know, storyline that goes through all three. It's not like you could choose. Whereas in the original StarCraft, you could choose which mission set you start on. I think. Okay. Actually, no. I think you. I think you have to go through Terran, then Zerg, and then Protoss. But you can go back and forth. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. I think in Brood War, uh, I don't know if it's designed the same way, but I know there's a reduced number of missions per race. Right. Um, and I'm wondering, the only thing that, oh, no, no, never mind. I was going to say, I, I'm wondering if you waited for a particular race to come out, would you just get that? But I don't think you can. Um, let's see. I didn't say anything about it. Because it says, are these three separate games? How much will all of them cost? And it says the StarCraft trilogy, StarCraft 2 trilogy will consist of the base StarCraft 2 game and two expansion sets. Which essentially means that you can't buy the Protoss game and then install it. And, well, I think you can install it when you get home if you don't have the original. Right. Right. It, yeah, it's standalone. So. Yeah. It, it's not standalone. Wait. wait, wait it's wait. an expansion set. Oh. oh wait, I, if... So you can't wait three years just because you love Protoss so much. To go and play Protoss. Whoops, I've been hearing the wrong thing. For some reason, I kept on hearing that. Wow, okay, that's kind of 
that's kind of douchey, in my opinion. Well, this is expecting that you are a fan enough of StarCraft that you're going to buy the base StarCraft 2 game, which is StarCraft Legacy of um, Wings of Liberty working title. But uh, you know me. I'm all about the options. They should allow someone the option to, if, if I want to start off with the, with the Protoss or whatever the fuck, then I can. Yeah, but that's kind of like also starting at the end of the story. Because the the story is structured to a point that there is a beginning and an end, and in order for you to, I mean, if I guess it's up to you if you wanted to wait three years just because you didn't want to play with the turn of Zerg, but theoretically you're now starting at the end of the story. Well, it's not even that, but I, and I know this may sound a little bit silly, but imagine that, like, imagine that, imagine you're someone like me. I I I can't afford time wise to play mm-hmm. StarCraft. Three years down the line, I'm like, you know what? I want to get into this. Well, I can't find the uh, first two chapters. Let me just start off with the third just, just, just to you know, get off the ground. Well, I'm sure you'll be able to find the first chapter. <laughs> that's, that's for sure, and it'll probably be $20 by then. But that's, my point is that there should be the option. I still think that there should be the option for someone who wants to pick up that full game um, if, if, just, just on a whim you know, that they should be able to. Okay. Is it going to be um, that much but... more to 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 slip in the in the disc, you know? Uh, I mean, and maybe it's just due to me not completely understanding how they're going about it from a development standpoint. Well, but... I can explain that. Uh, imagine if you wanted to get Brood War, Starcraft Brood War, if they were still selling it separately, because you know they're not anymore. Uh, you can't just go in the store and buy Brood War and go home and expect to play. I understand, it. and that's an expansion pack. But I mean, they're they've been, you know, the way that it's split up is the the kind of method that they're using the way that they're that they seem to be pushing it from a this is why we're doing it standpoint is this is a full you know a full on retail product we're not just trying to milk your money we're not just trying to do that we're giving you a full retail product much like much like company of heroes quote expansion pack is actually a full standalone product that you don't need the core game for right well according to the site they say that it's consisting of a base and two expansion packs which would um, signify that it's going to build upon. It's going to build upon just like every other Blizzard game that has come out with expansion packs, where you need the original title for that. Like for Diablo 2, you need the original for the um, expansion there. And StarCraft, WarCraft 2, WarCraft 3, World of WarCraft, they all require the original game. They're not standalone products. But they also did come out at a period of time where. When the expansion came out, the original game was so cheap that you would wind up paying the same amount of money for both as you did for the first game when it first came out. All right, understandable, and maybe that's them setting expectations. But again, Company of Heroes lets me buy the expansion pack, and I I don't want to call it an expansion pack because then it's it's you know it's not it's not it's a standalone product. It's a standalone expansion or whatever. But Commandos was a standalone expansion, right? But so the Company of Heroes is like again, it's an expansion, but it's also standalone. You and it's cheaper. You know, it's not. It, it you know, even though it's an expansion pack, it's standalone. It's less expensive than the core game, I believe. I think it's uh, well, maybe now no, but before when both games were still relatively new, this one I think was like about ten bucks cheaper. I just think that you know, some companies started doing that to you know, to good results. Uh, it provides someone the option if they want it, and it should be an option if it's not that hard to do. If it really is that difficult to do, if it's really that difficult to include the base of the game in the second and third chapters, really, if it really, really, truly is that hard, 
all right, fine. I just don't think it will be. That's all. And, you know, and I understand it's skipping to the end of the story or whatnot. It's, it's all about the options. That's all I'm saying. If I, if I want to uninstall the first StarCraft because I want to save space on my hard drive, and I know the argument is in three days down the line, we're going to have bigger hard drives. I understand that. But if I want to be able to do it, I should be able to do it, is what I'm saying. I guess. I, I mean, you have a point there, but I think that a lot of times when you, when you bring up situations like if I wanted to do such and such, it's more of a minority type of thing. It's like, well... Uh, they can't make the game for every single type of person that comes out, and they have to kind of do things for but it's, but either it's not, common it, denominator. It really, is it really that hard to do it? First of all, is it really that hard to do it? And second of all, that's the argument that people who, who are supporting Sports DRM are using. Oh, only a minority of people are going to want to install it on two or three PCs. Yeah, but it's, it's, you know, it's annoying to not be able to have the option. And if it's not, okay. basically, if it's really hard to do, I understand. If it's not that hard to do, though, they shouldn't make you have to keep the base installed. You know, just let, let me uninstall one and put in the other, you know? I mean, I thought I had infinite amounts of hard drive space, you know, when I got a 500 gigabyte thingy, and it's down to, like, 80 because of all the music that I have and, like, the, the, the DVDs that I legally own, um, by the way, people out there who, who want to pirate um, is on my hard drive, <laughs> you know, so okay. I can convert them for my Zoom. But, you know, it's, it's like... Uh, the, even if it's a minority, there's always a, some, someone who wants out. You know, did did the, the again? I'm gonna bring up Company of Heroes. Did the Company of Heroes people think, fuck doing a, fuck including the base in the expansion? Only a few people are gonna care. You know, I mean, they they did it, and you know, it's cool. Like I can actually go now, and if I want to skip the original Company of Heroes, which which I personally don't, but if you know, if I wanted to buy it, which you know, sometimes I do, just want to kind of skip ahead. I I could, you know, and then again, then again. Company of Heroes story isn't, you know, going to be as epic, or it isn't as epic as the StarCraft one is going to be. So, again, I understand. I perfectly understand the arguments. I just think that there is still room for providing the option when it's not cost prohibitive for a company to do so. And, frankly, I don't think it is. You know, just from a business standpoint, I don't think it will be. Okay. Um, I don't know. Uh, we can't really predict what the future is. I can only really base <clears throat> what Blizzard may do on what they've already done. Right. And... Um, and people are gonna buy would it regardless, you know. Yeah, and also by the time, by the time we get all three of these products, they're all gonna come in a pack for the same price that you paid. I would for hope the so. First game, I would really hope so. It, it's and that, there's no doubt about it. Starcraft Battle Chess is what now twenty thirty dollars maybe, and that's less expensive than the original two games when they first came out because the original game was fifty and the expansion was uh, thirty. Right. So you're already saving fifty bucks there. The Diablo two expansion pack is thirty dollars, and that's three games. I'm not expansion. The Diablo Battle Chest is three games: the original Diablo, Diablo two, and the expansion. And the expansion came out at thirty dollars too. The other two came out at fifty. Then uh, World of Warcraft has a battle chest now, I think, um, which is just yeah, World does. of Warcraft. Yeah, it should, and it has the Burning Crusade, I think. And Burning Crusade, yeah. and that's. Probably forty dollars or something like that. And, and, and start, and, yeah. Hmm? I was just because oh, World of Warcraft is yeah. like you know it came out at fifty, now it's twenty. Right. And if you go somewhere, I think you can get it for ten now. And you know you got this new expansion pack coming out now, and that's coming out next month. By the time probably six months goes down the line, six months to a year, they're gonna come out with a triple pack, and it's probably gonna cost forty dollars. For all three of these, it, it, uh, it better things. come out day and date, is what I'm saying. 
What? That's, uh, that's uh, why I'm saying, like, if it comes out day and date, all three together for the same price as one game, which kind of weird. It probably wouldn't make sense, but I understand if they have to hike the price up a little bit, that's fine. But mm-hmm. again, that, that goes back to the point is, you know, that goes back to my point of if I can spend uh, on the, the amount of money on one retail game to just play it without having to, to latch on to other things. And that's why it kind of causes that. That's why I kind of threw my comment away. I was going to say if it comes out at the same price as retail, it can't because it's going to have the other two in them. Whatever battle. Yeah, and on, also on top of that, you got a 10 million subscriber base that already has first two games. So, I mean, granted, they're they're thinking, okay, well, we're probably going to get another million subscribers after this expansion. Uh, being that you can download the game for free, you can get it off of DVDs, like a trial version, which is actually the full game. Uh-huh. Um, you can, you know, there are many different ways of getting the original World of Warcraft for nothing. I think that um, if they came out with a, a, a triple pack, day and date of this expansion pack for ten dollars more, um, well, it probably wouldn't be ten dollars more because the fact that the Burning Crusade is still, I think, twenty dollars on its own. Mm-hmm. Um, with this as forty, and then the other one at like say thirty or twenty, and then the original, which is practically free now, um, I think they. I don't think they'd sell it that much. Right. Well, again, needs to come out day and date at a reasonable price, um, which will probably drive down the price of the standalone third chapter. <laughs> you know? Uh, no, I don't think it would. Because no? I think everyone would buy the standalone as opposed to buying the the, the triple. Because you had 10, million, 10 million plus people who already have both. Well, what I, what I mean is like when, when, you, when you stick the product in the store mm-hmm. and you put them side by side, you know, there's a consideration between like, uh, for for and, and yeah, you know, no, no, you're right that the, like a whole bunch of people will probably buy the third one, but would Blizzard want? And this is purely hypothetical, and I don't know what they would do here or what they should do. But do they, you know, do do they consider that you know, um, the person who is, I, I guess they wouldn't have to worry about that because like like you said, they've done this before, and like someone who already paid fifty dollars for StarCraft. Um, and then they see the battle chest out there that's kind of at a discount. That's the whole purpose of having a discount, I guess. But mm-hmm. I just, I just slightly worry about like the perception that of of two products standing side by side. You know, the pricing is as it as it is, and then someone like does the math and like, wait a second, I got ripped off, which they probably wouldn't do because they love StarCraft. But mm-hmm. yeah, they it either they either need to let me play it standalone, or they need to make that chest. I was about to say chests, which sounds like breasts <laughs> that chest come out day and date for a good price because and and if you say they will that's fine i i just don't see any logic in not including the ability to play it standalone if i wanted to like and mm-hmm. if it wasn't that hard um yeah it's not like i was it's not like i'm going to buy it anyways because i still need to play the first one. Oh, of course but i don't know i think that from a business perspective um sometimes options gets in the way of uh, wait, wait, but revenue. like this is again. I mean, this is not an. I'm not saying that they should work extra hard and spend a whole lot of shit money just to put in this one little option. I'm saying that this is an option that seems to me very, very simple. And at almost, you know, how much? How much does it really cost? Mm. You know, how much would it really cost to just say, oh, "Here's the original code base," in with the disc? You know. Mm-hmm. 
that 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 is my big sticking point. Not the, not you. you all the points that you've made are completely true and completely valid. I'm, my big sticking point is if it's easy to do it and it doesn't have any detrimental effect, they should do it. And this is something that seems to me not. It, like you know, including the original stuff in there doesn't seem to be detrimental to me at this point in time. The way that you know, unless it's really big, in which case then they should call Sony for a Blu-ray drive because Blu-ray is the future, <laughs> and not downloadable content. Wait, did I say that out loud? I don't know. What'd you say? <laughs> <laughs> downloadable content, not Blu-ray. What? No. But um, yeah. I mean, so what? What else are your thoughts about this in terms of like, like when you heard this? Like, your initial reaction was what? Like, oh my god, they're splitting it into three. Yay, or no? Um, I don't really know. It was like, what time was it? Like, three o'clock in the morning. So oh. I probably was just like, oh, <laughs> I'm going to get back to watching my movie. What were you watching? Oh, that you're, sounds oh. really cool. I was at work. Oh, okay. Because, um, you know, I, I don't ever stop working, except for this weekend. Um, I felt... Let's see. I know I didn't feel like, oh my god, they're betraying us. They're going to milk us for all our money. It's $150. Oh. <laughs> I didn't feel like that. Although there were some bitch forums that did say yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know I wasn't completely supportive. Like, yeah, this is going to be great. Right. And such and such and such and that and that and that about how it's going to be so much content and so much fun. All I really said was, uh, hmm. Let's see what the the real deal, like what the information is. I kept looking to see what the official sources from Blizzard would say. So, like, you know, when they announced that it was going to be a trilogy, the person who wrote whatever article I read was very excited about that. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, good for you. Now, I want more official information. I want to know, you know, is it that, you know, all the details about how the packaging is going to be, what the pricing might be, what the delay time might be just so that I can have a better understanding of how reasonable it is mm-hmm. but if it's going to be something like World of Warcraft the, the progression of World of Warcraft is or was mm-hmm. then I don't mind I, I, I'm completely behind it okay yeah, I especially think... since it takes me forever to finish these <laughs> goddamn games anyway I think the biggest complaint uh, one that I already brought up I think from, from people is more the time that they have to wait to get to the next story um, as opposed to the splitting of the game in general. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm sure that the main complaint coming from the fans will be, oh, they're trying to milk us for money. Like, you know what? Yeah, I, heard, you know, I heard that same logic with Two Human. And although I can understand it better because Two Human single player is like 12 hours. Mm-hmm. Like, no. I mean... I don't know. I just it, it, there, there's a there's a debate um, with with some people I know between like is downloadable content and splitting things into trilogies just like a cash cow thing where they could have had this in the original game, um, but they decided to intentionally leave it out. And sometimes it is, but that's that's way to me that's way too cynical of you to take to be like to 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 say that it's a legitimate concern. You know, like that some people who like are against downloadable content are against that for that for, for that very reason. Mm-hmm. And it's like, like for example, um, the Guitar Hero discs, for example. Why couldn't they include the downloadable songs that they were going to have on day one on the disc? Um, I kind of feel that way, but at the same time, we don't know 
A, how much disk space the current songs take. B, how much money they had to pay for the licensing fees. And I know that, like, I know that the, the, the standard retail price of a game doesn't always sync up with how much they spend. Oh, definitely not. But, like... It's, it's all about how much people, how many yeah. games are purchased. Right. But, you know, the, the, there's a point where it's just like, well, you know, sometimes they didn't get the license for said music until X amount of time where the game was already uh, going gold. So then the argument becomes, well, why don't we, why don't we get it for free? Well, enough people are willing to pay for it. And that's yep. the bottom line. You know, enough people are willing to pay for it. Um, and if you're not willing to pay for it, that's fine. And, like, I mean, it'll, it'll show. You know, I, I still believe that it'll show that if not enough people are willing to pay for it, then they'll realize that it was a bad idea and they should... Rock Band 2 came with how many songs on the disc? Um, like, 80, right? 80-something. 80 83, I think. Yeah, so, like, I think that if people... It, it, it's Well, that's not to say that people were like, Oh, Rock Band only came with 40 songs, and then they made it buy stuff from the store, and then to rip off because they made it buy from the store on day one. But I'm saying, like, they, they see that people like more. Yeah, and then they give you 20 free DLC, which is not available yet, but oh, it will be. I forgot to even look at that look that up. Um, yeah, you gotta go to the site. You can put in your code now, and um, when it's ready, they'll send you an email. Right. Oh, I see. Okay, okay. But like, yeah, uh, the whole um, guitar. Well, well, there was something available on day one for Guitar Hero, I think. Guitar Hero three. Three. Yeah. There was. I think I could be wrong though. And then, and then the, like, like I heard this one argument. And it was like, hey, you know, Gears of War. You know, they're in, they're making us buy these maps. You know, why couldn't they have put it in the game in the first place? Well, I mean, it depends. Maybe they weren't ready yet. Yeah, they weren't ready yet, so why didn't they wait until they were ready? Well, how long are you as a customer willing to wait? Oh, I'm willing to wait. People always say I'm willing to wait. Sometimes they are. Yeah, and then when they hear a delay, they're like, um, you know. Oh, why can't it come out? It'll take you forever. Blah, blah, blah. I'm a fanboy. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm willing to wait. I would have been willing to wait four years for a long time. But considering that it came out, and considering that, like, I'm more of a single-player type of guy anyway, like, it's... it's, uh, I haven't touched the additional content that Epic has made available. So whatever. I, I don't care. Mm-hmm. You know, so for me, that was not a problem. And I can understand for other people that they want everything. But, you know what? I, how, how can anyone predict... Like, because then you get into a cycle of, I came out with this map pack. Uh, maybe I should include it in the original game. Oh wait! I got this idea for another great map. Let's put that in there. Oh wait! Guess what, dude? Uh, this is great. Take a look at this map. It's got all these exploding barrels that you know explode into other barrels that make a tank explode. Let's put that in there. And then someone else comes. Up, and th- and then you end up like putting more and more and more and more and more stuff in there. And eventually the game never comes out. Mm-hmm. It's like waiting to upgrade your PC. Nah, I heard about this new shit that's coming out in four months. Let me get that. Comes out and it's nine hundred dollars. Ooh, it's kind of expensive. Let me wait for them to come out with the mid-level version of that. And the mid-level version comes out, and then you're about to buy it. And you're like, oh wait, there's this new technology coming out in six months. Let me get that. And then it keeps <laughs> going over and over and over again. So yeah, we veered off of Starcraft. So let's just go onto the mailbag. Unless you, what, unless you have more things to say about it. I'm good. Okay. the 
Mail Baggio. Uh, let me just read this message from Lee from GameSpot. He is, um, again, he's the guy uh, from Game Rankings. Uh, he wants to clarify something that we're discussing between Metacritic and Game Rankings. Um, mm-hmm. Here's how they're different. Um, when Al brought up the point that people refer to MC- Metacritic and not Game Rankings, they, I feel that way too, but let me expand on it a bit. From what I read and hear via podcasts, video game sites, and magazines, it seems to me like the people... It seems to me people like developers, publishers, and PR folk usually refer to Metacritic. I've noticed with, with the over 20-something crowd as well. My guess is that these people like the weighted system better, and I like it better too. As it stands now, on game rankings, all sites are equal when we both know they're not. See, I didn't know that. Okay, I thought that they... Okay, they, so they, they do basically a five-star system is equal to 20-point mm-hmm. increments. If something gets three stars, which to me translates to, to decent to good... Then that's a sixty percent, which is completely wrong. Um, and Metacritic apparently doesn't do that. He says, "I wish they had some kind of weighted system, like maybe use a scale of one to ten, blah blah blah." blah. Um, but yeah, Metacritic has a weighted system. I have no idea how they actually weigh it, though. So the difference mm-hmm. is there is that Metacritic is weighted, and apparently, and you're right, it is more popular than game rankings. Um, I just like every like where I read p- places, they talk about the game rankings rating, but then like. I guess a lot of other people... Metacritic is everything, like you said. So more people are, are prone to looking at that in general. So there's a difference between the two. Um, okay, so Digimatrix has three questions. The first one is, is, is are there? Not is there, buddy. Are there any upcoming games you guys are willing to buy or rent? Or instead of going broke in one fell swoop, you're going to wait it out a few months after all these fall games release and catch up with them in 2009? I'll answer this first by saying no. Shit's going to come out. I'm going to get ADD, and I'm going to buy it randomly. But there is nothing that I am planning on buying right now because I have way too much stuff. For me, I can't afford it right now. So I'm not buying shit until um, I finish something before it. Like, for example, I'm not buying Fable 2. A friend of mine tried to urge me to buy Fable 2. I'm like, dude, I haven't even played Fable 1. It's still in the wrapper. It's like, but still, um, he's like one of those guys. He's always looking on the bright side of things. He was one of the people who tried, well, successfully got me to get Team Fortress 2. Mm-hmm. He's like, but it's Team Fortress 2. All you got to do is work like two hours of overtime. I'm like, I work 30. He's like, but that means you got it. No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> that means you got it done. <laughs> that means um, you got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So now now I have Team Fortune. Wait, wait, like, so I'm going to fucking whoop your ass, no, hold on, man. Wait, 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 I'm wait, like, wait. all right, well, meet me. Wait, I work for $5 <laughs> an hour from from 9 to 5 every day. Every day I work, that's four movies. Yeah, I got four, yeah. Mo- I get four theatrical <laughs> movies. I'm going to go to the movies four times a day because I work from 9 to 5 every day. Yeah. Well, see, that's you because got it. like, you know, before I explained my situation to him, he – um. <clears throat> didn't really understand. Like from his point of view, it was like, it. well, if I want to get a game, all I gotta do is work two hours of overtime, and then boom, that's it. Right. And I'm like, you know, that's that's perfectly fine. I mean, for does you. this guy have debts? That's no, no, he's it, a younger dude. That's that's so. the thing. You know, people that's have have credit yeah. cards to pay, rent to pay, yeah, phone bills to pay. That, that's the big thing. It's the rent. Mistresses to know, pay. It, if I didn't have rent to pay, I'd be splurging every fucking two weeks. Food to pay. And still have money to save. Sleep to pay. Sleep. Hookers to pay. Yeah, I wish I could pay somebody to sleep and, and actually get credit for it. Pimps to play. Sorry. Credit for <laughs> sleeping. <laughs> you get an A on your sleeping project. 
Uh, <laughs> I don't mean that kind. Yeah, of I, know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> the body receives the energy from the sleep, but um, um like soul yeah, and besides, all right, there's there's Fable Two, there's Gears of War Two, uh, there's Guitar Hero World Tour, which I'm not even touching. I'm not touching that shit. I, I don't even want to bother. I I've, I've got Rock Band Two, and actually, I, I might buy it just for the guitar because, like I said, my Guitar Hero Three guitar broke. So, oh uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I. I have Rock Band 2, and I might play it, like, twice a month. You know, I, I was expecting to, you know, really be playing it, but since the, the structure of the game is world tour instead of solo tour, uh, you got to do more work right. <laughs> to unlock those songs. Right. And, uh, you know, as for me, I, I would rather be playing, like, drums, but since it's not really so conducive with these thin-ass walls in my apartment mm-hmm. and i don't have rock band 2 drums although apparently they're you know like 10 percent light uh 10 softer uh you know i'd stick to playing guitar now and i play guitar and evelyn will play bass but then at the same time i want to play on a rock band guitar so i will play by myself but i don't want to play by myself right. so i should have to invest in a rock band 2 guitar so i can play and she can play <laughs> and we can both have rock band guitars but then that means i need more money so I can't. Yo, really... just work five hours yeah. of overtime. You got it. Shut up. You got uh, it. <laughs> you know, and then there's other stuff that I want that I that's just not feasible. Like yeah. I'm not gonna get Dragon Quest Four right now because there's I no possible it. way it. that I'm gonna it. get to it. I want it. I want it, but I can't get it. Exactly. Um, <laughs> you know, I I mean, I'm looking at there's games no time. that I bought that were cheap, and I haven't even played yet. Like Glassworks. Like I want to play that game. But I can't sit down and play it right now. I, I if I'm gonna sit down, I'm gonna play something else. This something that I'm already in the middle of. See, this is the one instance where, like, and I, I've already been fully integrated into digital distribution. I'm not convinced that I I, I can have this for my entire life because I mm-hmm. like my boxes. But like, when it's convenient, I love it. But this is the one area where I'd say that we need to drop the products and move to not drop, but like everything needs to be digitally distributed in addition to having your product because. I think my worry is the same as yours in that if I don't get this game, it'll sell out, and I'll never be able yeah. to get it again in 10 years. And as long, if there's digital distribution and people willing to host it, then you can never have the chance of it running out. This is why when PC games are coming out nowadays, I look on Steam and I look at GameTap, and I'm like, you know what? It's okay. If I don't get this today... If I don't get it a year from now, if I don't get it two years from now, it's okay. When Stalker came out, and then my friend told me that it was on Steam and, and the... um and some other downloadable distribution site, I'm like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to get it today. I really want it because I'm afraid that it's not going to sell well to the public because no one really knows about it, and it's from a small right. studio, mm-hmm. and they're not going to print too many copies, but I don't have to worry about it anymore. I'm just waiting for it to come on Right, because it, it should, you know, provided that Steam <clears throat> doesn't drop it, then, you know, and I, I think there's a low probability of Steam dropping titles. Mm-hmm. So I, I I would definitely believe that it would still be there because then if Steam drop titles, I think that it would probably prevent you from playing your purchase title on Steam. Wouldn't you think? Since you need Steam to play the All game. All right. I don't know. Uh, maybe. I think maybe you only need to log in so it's validated. I don't think it actually sits there and says like, okay, this is Stalker Clear Sky. Let me check to see if we have that in our database. No. Actually, no, mm-hmm. because you can add games to your Steam. You can add games, and by that I mean. Uh, let me think. What's not offered on Steam currently? Oblivion is mm-hmm. not offered on Steam. 
I think, though, that I can add the executable to Steam so that I can run Oblivion from Steam. And while I'm doing that, that means that I have access to the entire Steam community. So that means that I can shift tab out of Oblivion and message someone on Steam. Right. See, I was trying to see if I could do something but like I haven't that tried with it. Civ 4. Because um, I have Civ 4 here, right. and Civ 4 is available in Steam. And I thought that it was going to do the same thing that it did with OrangeBox, uh-huh. which is basically completely integrated with Steam. Right. To the point that I don't even need the goddamn disc anymore. I, I think it's because Civ 4 was released outside of Steam and Orange Box is a natively Steam product. So when you installed yeah. it, it said, oh, you have this shit. Let me just plug it in. And then yeah. Civ 4 is just like, oh, we're just starting to offer it. If you have a retail copy, it's your retail copy. But if you download it from us, go ahead. So it, it's, it's integrated. Yeah, it's not integrated that way. But I think you can. Like, like I said, I think you can. So, oh, I see. Add a non-Steam game to my list. Yeah. Let's see what happens. Crash uh, podcast over. <laughs> Nah, my computer's a lot better than that. Okay. While you're doing Still that, uh, he sends Tony a happy birthday message. Best of luck in the future. Sorry he's not here again. Sorry he's not here again. And then, still while you're looking, Digi, I got to call you out on this because I know you and I had a debate on your blog, but this Unreal Engine 3 question is so full of snark. I know you just want us to bash Mark, Mark Rain, and Epic and Unreal Engine 3. I'm not going to do it. Much as I don't really like Rain's smarminess, I'm not going to bash an engine. Just for the sake of your blog. But Al can if you want him to. Nah, nah, I don't give a fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Well, here's Um, here's the question. Is graphical pop-in a feature of this engine? I notice it in almost all games using the engine. I've noticed that any game that uses real-time cutscenes with this engine have stuttering frame rates in those cutscenes. Is this part of the engine? Or does it have to... Okay, this is where it's snarky. Because obviously you don't make flaws a part of an engine. Okay. Right, Every, unless it's Mega Man 9. Unless it's Mega Man 9, which is intentional. Every mm-hmm. engine has its strengths and its weaknesses. When you push any engine too far, it's going to get choppy. Grand Theft Auto 3, Vice City, and San Andreas are some of the choppiest-looking PS2 games I've ever seen, and that's because they pushed the engine. Bottom line. It's not because the engine was built to be choppy. It's not because the engine was built to, to, to have um, Tommy Versetti not have fingers. It's because they are trying to push a lot of polygons and a lot of draw distance, and therefore, Tommy Versetti's fingers have to be one polygon because they're doing a lot. <laughs> it's also limited by the PS2 hardware. Sorry, Tommy. <laughs> it's also limited by the PS2 hardware. So it's limitations of the engine and the hardware and what people are trying to do with them. Like I said on your blog comment, when you tried to tell me that Unreal Engine 3 sucks. Um, <laughs> it, they, they, this is a powerful engine. People try to push it. That's the bottom line. You know, um, resistance. Okay, I'm gonna just say resistance. Whatever engine they used, it was smooth. There were no pop-ins or anything like that. You're right. Guess what? Looks a lot worse than Gears. I'm standing by that. I played Gears on a big ass TV. I played Resistance on a big ass TV. Gears looks a lot better. Period. I mean, that's just the way it is. You know, some engines are made to do some things better than others. Um, I, I don't know if you tried to to play Metal Gear Solid. For if you if you tried to I, I'm sorry if you tried to program something with the Metal Gear Solid Four engine I don't know so Unreal Engine Three I'm not sticking up for it it's not the best thing out there but just like anything else it's an engine that has strengths and weaknesses a weak uh, an engine is not going to incorporate a frame stuttering feature mm-hmm. it's not going to incorporate a texture popping feature I mean if it, 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 and while we're on that subject you know you know just to fire back because it's fun. If we're going to talk about two human and its frame stuttering in what is that? What's the area called when you um when when you I forgot. It's been so long since I played that. Um, in cyberspace, 
Okay, when the frame rate starts stuttering in cyberspace, when there's of what what two human, and it's okay. and all you see are hills, <laughs> trees, and grass. There's not mm-hmm. a lot going on, but you still see frame rate issues. Okay, that's not a feature of the engine that Dennis Dyack supposedly built on top of the Unreal Three engine. You know. And if you really did re-engineer that engine to build it on its own, then it shouldn't have that much remnants of the Unreal Engine. And as such, the stuttering wouldn't be a problem of the Unreal Engine, in case you're going to go down that route. But, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, again, the simple fact is that engines have limitations. Everything's going to see a problem unless you scale some things back or you have a really, really robust engine that not everyone else can make. Uh, If you want to hire Hideo Kojima to make the engine for every single game that you make, go ahead. It's not how it works. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that that's just my venting. Um, so let's see. Uh, Supersonic. So he apparently Supersonic really wants to kick it. Yeah, he's he's wanted to kick it twice in a row. Should we let him kick it this third time? He wants to kick it in California, and also drink some green tea. Yeah, I'm 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 all good with green tea. Kick it in California, drink some green tea, brother. I don't I don't agree. Uh, you cannot kick it in California because. New York is cool. You should kick it in New York. Kick it in New York. I, I say he kicks it in California, and then he takes a flight to kick it in New York next week. I say he takes a flight to New York now and kicks it twice in New York. <laughs> yeah. You know what? No, he bicycle kicks it like Liu Kang or something <laughs> in Chinatown. Okay. The question. In a narrative-driven game, I think this is a self-answering question. But okay. Yeah. In a narrative-driven game, what comes first, the story or the gameplay? The story. <laughs> the narrative, which should be the story. The narrative, <laughs> which drives it. Uh, it would be great if I had a narrative-driven <laughs> game and the gameplay was awesome, but the story sucked. I mean, I'd be like, ninety percent of the time, I'm gonna be playing a game or watching a game that has shitty story. And ten percent of the time, I mean, I'm just using really skewed numbers here. If ten percent, like ten percent of the time, we're playing an awesome game. So I bet you that kind if, of game. If I was snarky and I and I played enough games with really shitty, shitty story, but fantastic gameplay that was supposed to be focused on the story, I'd have any number of answers for you right there. Oh, you mean like such and such? But I don't. So yeah. Um. <laughs> okay. So the question, I think, is more directed at our per- personal taste, I guess. So me personally. No matter what type of game it is, the gameplay always should come first. Because if it's an, a narrative-driven game, I can understand that the purpose is to unfold the story. But mm-hmm. I am very hard-pressed to want to put up with what I'm watching if what it takes to watch it sucks. So if I'm talking about... Um, let's... Uh, okay, so, so there are two different scenarios. Let's take Final Fantasy, for example. If the gameplay in a Final Fantasy game became boring and repetitive... Final Fantasy VIII. See, that's different, though. I'll get, <laughs> I'll get to that. I'll get to that. If it gets boring okay. and repetitive, I'll put up with it, but I won't like it. And I won't review it well, because, like, just because of my level of enjoyment. Like, I'll still get enjoyment out of the story, but I'll also be bored while I'm doing it, like, outside of it. So, you know, it will not review well with my own personal tastes. And that, I'm, and, you know, I'm not going to budge on that. Final Fantasy VIII was not only repetitive and boring, but it was also, like... Okay. Drawing magic out of enemies so that you could junction it was, like... was not only reporting boring and repetitive, but it was also grindy. It also added more to the grindiness. It made... Mm -hmm. 
it's, it's not a good example because everybody knows how much I hate that game. And it's like, hey, you buy it, you're a fanboy. So, you know, fine. Suck on the dick. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to take some, let's say, let's say Half-Life 2, which is mm-hmm. a great game from both the narrative and the gameplay perspective. Now, let's make the shooting really janky. Uh, let's make the guns very ineffective. Let's make it so that enemies uh, are really hard to kill. Not hard to kill as in the game is hard, but they just take a lot of shots to kill. Let's make it so that the, the level design is very Halo-esque. Uh, oh, fanboy! Uh, is very repetitive <laughs> and samey looking. Let's make it so that um, the frame rate's unstable. And then the, the, the types of weapons you get are like, you get like two weapons and you don't get anything else. Um, let, let's, let's basically gimp the gameplay so that it's frustrating to play. But the narrative is still the great, awesome, from the first person, you know, not cutscene driven, like immersive story that, that like I personally love. I probably wouldn't put up with it. Because if it's frustrating to get through, no matter how good the story is, I'm just going to go to a website and watch the cutscenes. <laughs> Me, I would just go through it. <laughs> I don't know why. I guess just to say I did. Yeah. And I have something to talk about. Yeah. But but you wouldn't be happy with it, would you? No, no, not at all. That was I, uh, I apologize. That sounded like a leading question. I was just asking you wouldn't be happy. And okay. Oh, oh, no. I'm not trying to lead you the answer, but Yeah, so I mean Oh, I I would answer. I, I don't give a fuck. Right. I, I wouldn't be happy and I, the thing is I would have something to talk about. Right, right. It's fine with me. Yo, this game was so shitty that it, yeah. Um yeah. so yeah, uh in a narrative driven game when you're developing it, um, the story ends up coming first, but I personally, for my personal taste, I would hope that gameplay is weighed equally important so as to facilitate getting through the story. This is that weird paradox where like like I mentioned a few seconds ago, gameplay doesn't ha if the gameplay is boring, I will tolerate the story. If the gameplay is bad, then I won't. So Mm-hmm. Um, would you like to share some of your bad online experiences? I don't play online that much, and that's the thing. Um, I because I I play online with only my friends most of the time, and on XBLA I usually mute the mic, and 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 turn down the sound. Yeah, if I'm playing, I... if I'm playing with strangers in something like Street Fighter, otherwise, if I'm playing Gears or something else that's um more intense or intensive, I'm only playing with friends. So I will say that I don't believe I've had a bad online experience because I avoid them on purpose. Yeah, and that limits the amount yeah. of time that I have online, the limits the amount of people that I can play with. But, you know, I just can't stand that. So, like, I don't have any. What about you? Same thing. Um, I usually only play with friends. Um, like, I play WoW with friends. And I will play, like, WoW with regular, like, what they call pickup groups or pugs. Um, but those Pugs. are limited to really people who it ranges. It's it's not like I wouldn't classify it as a bad online experience as you know like completely fucking up a dungeon and people getting all pissed and frustrated mm-hmm. and leaving and whatnot. That's just something that happens. It's up and down. But I think what he means by like a bad online experience is like Some being an using asshole. like racial epithets, yeah. and, you know, being very childish towards you, like some of the shit that you see on YouTube. And I've never experienced any of that. Yeah. Um, when I play on Xbox Live, I usually, if I'm playing against somebody I don't know, which, it, <laughs> to tell you the truth, I've only played against people I don't know in Puzzle Fighter. Right. And oh, I out. didn't right. use my headset. It's been out for a long time. I forgot about it. Yeah. Um, and that was when I first got my Xbox. Okay. Um, I played against just random people in Puzzle Fighter trying to get an achievement. 
and all those people are so much better than me. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't use the headset at all because I just didn't. I, I don't know. I don't feel comfortable with just like being on a speaking level with people I don't know. <laughs> right. <laughs> like somebody right. I'm introduced to, sure, you know, I can do that. And like if I'm invited somewhere by at least one person I know to a whole bunch of group people, you know, a group of people I don't know, I'm okay with that too. Like if I get invited to a guild or something like that or a group that has vent or you know playing team fortress but then again like right now my headset isn't really working all that well right um in terms of the wire like the for my headset the micro the, the ear piece with the microphone on it is detached is broken so it's a lot of hassle to just put on the headset and play a game right. using the headset so i don't bother like i play team fortress and i just listen to everybody else talk right um you know, there's not much else that you can have an online experience with besides right now the PC and the 360 in my house, at least. Um, so really, no. <laughs> I um I, uh, I haven't had actually. I remember this one time in freshman year of college when I was playing the regular Half-Life multiplayer online, and I happened mm-hmm. to like I was just ra- wandering around and saying like what's this multiplayer like so i just decided to hop into a game and it was a one it happened to be a one versus one and um mm-hmm. we were running around the map it was a big map so it was hard to find each other and i sucked you know this was my first time playing half-life online and i've only played a little bit of the single player at, up to that point so you know i was i was getting you know beat pretty badly so i'm like all right you know, whatever and this was back in typing days and so okay, yeah so the guy was just like how come you suck so much and i'm just like what and then, like, he just started, like, what? he's, like, he started talking shit, like, you know, dude, you suck, why are you on this thing? I'm, like, if, if I suck so bad, why are you playing against me? He's, like, you know, I, I like beating your ass. I'm, like, all right. So let me, let me pretend I'm, like, an old dude. I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm doing this research for my class. I'm a teacher <laughs> at this university. I don't really appreciate being spoken to in that manner by anybody. You know, I think we can have a civil and mature conversation. And he's just like, fuck you, noob, or something like that. And I just got done, like, going on with the guys that I'm, like, that I'm, like, some older guy. He's just like, he's just like, you're probably a pedophile. You shouldn't be playing online anyway. You shouldn't be playing, you should be going back to, like, your old folks home or something. I'm just like, this is terrible. And that was about it. But, I mean, that was, like, nothing. I, you know, it was just, yeah. I, I was fucking around with the guy. So, that, uh... Okay, maybe some Street Fighter times when they when people took advantage of the lag and just hundred hand slapped you to hell, and then there's this one character playing M Bison who would just do jumping short kicks, because apparently those kicks have a high priority, mm-hmm. and so anytime you did anything, it would just hit you. And with the with the shitty, I wasn't used to the shitty D pad yet, so I was having trouble pulling off dragon punches. So that you know that was the end of that. Um, but whatever you know that's just people being cheap people would do that in an arcade if they found a cheap thing to do so that's what it's not like like you said it's not people like attacking me or, or racially or, or or you know some other kind of bias so or ignorance so eh, that's about it mm-hmm. uh one more i believe we have this is not a question but it's actually a heads up from gideon uh i thought you guys would get a kick out of this if you haven't seen it yet it's not it's virtual and it's not super but i'm sure the crap tactics crap tasticness translate equally and the video that he's pointing us to, if you'll remember Tony talking about Super Highlight, is a video of the One Up show's spinoff, Broken Pixels, uh, which you can find on OneUp.com, of Shane Bettenhausen, Crispin Boyer, and Sean Baby playing vir- Virtual Highlight on the Sega Saturn. Oh, it's so bad. And it looks like one of the worst games ever conceived from a <laughs> vagina. Ever. Ever. Yeah. Okay, the guy 
your main character is a digital cutout. It's not even a 3D model. It's a digital cutout on a 3D world. And he runs like he's got shit in his pants. <laughs> oh, and when he puts on God. armor, it looks like aluminum foil. It's terrible. Everybody, it is mandatory for every listener to go and watch that video on oneup.com and write a 500-word essay. No, write a 200-word essay on the video <laughs> and how bad it is. It is a mandatory assignment. If you don't do that, then you don't get a, a, a T-shirt or swag or something. <laughs> and if you do do it, you may get a T-shirt or swag or something. You may. T-shirt. Or swag, like a deck of Microsoft Windows Vista cards from last year's Digital Life that I still have <laughs> on my chair. And, and, oh, goodness. And a, and a new egg parka. <laughs> I still have a new egg parka. I still have my new egg egg, and I'm keeping that because it's mine, and I like it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if you cannot find it on 1UP, you can find it on YouTube. The link is uh, watch question mark V equals – you know what? Just go to YouTube and uh, let me look at let me let me find the keywords here. The text. It's a uh, broken pixel with a three instead of an E. Okay, so the tag it's tagged under broken pixels spelled properly. So oh, it's it is. broken okay. and pixels. Um, it's from the user Killer Dragon, and instead of an E, that's a three. So kill three R Dragon. Um, again. The category is gaming. The tag is broken. Pixels. Uh, alf- regular alphabet. No, no hacks or speak. Um, and just search broken pixels virtual hide lide. H-Y-D-L-I-D-E. 200 word essay on virtual hide lide. If you don't write it, you're terrible. And you, 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 you scourge the earth. That sentence made no sense. I'm done. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is bad now. <laughs> I think we're done. Uh, yeah, we're, any we're closing so. remarks, StarCraft boy? Um, no. No. <laughs> no, I'm, no. I'm, I'm pretty no. cool here as I am and cool and stuff. Oh, hey, Ted Danson, cool. thanks for shielding my head from the rain. Oh, you're welcome. Would you like to sleep with me? Oh, no. No. <laughs> no, no, no. But thank you. Okay, uh, as usual, the hairy one plays a ukulele uh, plugged into a monitor somehow, and you can I watch it. I am not Harry. <laughs> Where is it? XLM2K.blogspot.com Sorry, I've been working a lot. No videos. Okay. But I am working on some solos and will be providing some content soon. Okay. Check DrFishyPants.com where you can find fish and pants that's highly sexual. Um, he talks about video games, and he will save your life. Ew, fish, pants, ew. Um, that's DrFishyPants.com. The doctor is spelled out, not DR. Doctor. Doctor. Um, and check out Slunks' Nobuo Month. He recently wrapped that up at the end of February, so if you still haven't checked it out, Giant Bomb. February. Uh, September, sorry. GiantBomb.com. <laughs> I don't know. GiantBomb.com slash profile slash Slunks. Um, let me check. T- I always mess the Giant Bomb profile up. I don't know if it's singular or... Or plural, so let's see. Giant, yes, mm. that's correct. Singular. Giantbomb.com slash profile slash slunks. Slunks. S-L-U-N-K-S. Look for the Nobuo month from September. Not February, but September. Um, and check out my GameSpot or Giant Bomb blog or one-ups uh, gamevideos.com for my 55-minute run-through of the eight bosses of Mega Man in which I die several 
several, several times. Um, yeah, so that's going to do it for uh, Antipode. Die. I mean, die. Good day. Die. 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 Uh, no, da, 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 like da, oh, ah, oh, god, this is terrible. You didn't chop, I have been your host, Austin Chupan, and we're terrible. That means you got it.